Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. Down the block you went, the better it got. Ba boom boom, bad street, Atlanta G. Welcome, one and all. Once again, feel like we just left. Silver and Gold is back. Episode 16. We got a little girls on film choice show this week, if you will, Daddy. We got a naked, rapey, Rutger Howie. Episode. <laughs> you can tell a world. You can tell a squirrel. Uh, we got Flesh and Blood from 1985. Directed by one Paul Verhoeven. And we have 1973's Turkish Delight or Turk's Fruit. Also Paul Verhoeven of Robocop fame. Of Starship Tr- Troopers fame. Turk's Fruit. That's like dingleberries in my book. Yum. Flowery dingleberries. Cool. So uh, not a lot has gone on since we last recorded because it's been like like 16 hours, I think. So, um, Dom, what have you been up to this week? I have been in full gigolo mode because of loaf unwilling or not letting me <laughs> bail on um, – I don't know. Rekindling the fires down in the loins. Um, I was actually seducing a um, a chick online uh, <laughs> right before we did the show, and I had to leave a hanging. If you know what I'm saying, um, but um, things are looking up. Things are looking good. Uh, it's quite possible that I may uh, have some uh, some kind of venereal disease by next time we do the show. Nice. So yeah, uh, pretty generic week for me. Nothing special. Not really watching movies. I did watch a lot of. Uh, I did watch some uh, wrestling gold, and I watched yes. some uh, Macho Man matches this week. Oh nice. yeah! Oh yeah! There's a nice uh, uh, instant watch. Like it's the WWE released Macho Man thing, and I don't even think it has one of their documentaries. I think it's all matches because. I watched him. I love I love fucking Macho Man in full dick mode when he's just out and just <laughs> pissing people off like like you know in, insulting seen, the crowd and cheating. Have you seen one where uh, he him and Lawler fight in the cage in like uh, Memphis? I have seen it. I've not. Oh, it's a great one. But. Boing. So yeah. Um, so what have you been watching this week? Well, speaking of wrestling. Um, there's a documentary on Netflix Instant Watch, and it is called Andy Kaufman, 
World Intergender Wrestling Champion. It's about an hour long. And um, his buddy, I can't remember what his name is, that uh, was involved in all the pranks and all the, uh, you know, uh, artistic uh, expression, which was basically them just acting like assholes and getting reactions. Uh, I think he put this together. Uh, a good part of it is just them showing the the matches where uh, what he did was he went around and um, he'd go anywhere to bars, to big arenas in Memphis, uh, on TV, to Cobo Hall in Detroit. And he would get on there and act like an asshole before he would come and say he wanted to challenge any woman that they, you know, men were superior and women were only good in the kitchen and in the bedroom or something. And <laughs> just act the, like it. I love the one at poolside when he. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he beats that, the, that big the, uh, the big girl's head into the ground. Um, <laughs> But it's oh. it's um it's worth watching, but it gets a little tedious yeah. because they just show the same things over. Which every match is almost exactly the same, and uh, there are a couple of times where some some of the girls uh, get him. But it was they had to beat him in three minutes. They had to pin him or make him submit so he could just fucking stall and shit. But um, it's it's worth watching if you like that kind of stuff. But like I said, it does. Uh, you know, I I thought it would be. I I wish they would have talked about it more. Uh, they do have that guy and uh, and a girl like standing up in front of a crowd in a in a bar or a comedy thing, like taking questions from the audience and talking about it. And uh, I guess he kind of used it to. Um, feel up girls and when he'd have them down on the ground you know he'd be like saying hey you know you want to get together after this and they're like fuck you you asshole i hate your guts <laughs> and um, so anyway that it was all right um the next one was called extreme justice mm-hmm. with uh scott glenn and um lou diamond phillips and lou diamond phillips has very lustrous hair in this i mean he has some long ass hair um and he has a kind of a, a, a strange shaped face, like he's like a pan face. But um, this was at the height of his um, his push or his sexiness or whatever. And um, I've seen several movies. It's based on a true story about uh, I think the like the Woody Harrelson movie that's coming out called Rampart. Um, it's basically about like these L.A. cops that are really dirty. And um, this this group, uh, their whole it's called like SIS, and their whole thing was um, if known criminals who just say they just went went to jail and they just got out of jail or they know that they are robbing places or bank robberies and they haven't had enough evidence they'll these this group of cops uh the squad or whatever is would just like stalk them and when they'd see them go into a bank they knew they were getting ready to rob instead of you know they'd let them go in the bank and they'd have guys planted in there and just fucking kill them um so anyway it was pretty it was it was not bad it it kind of it had an 80s feel to it but um it wasn't bad not great but not bad um Next one I watched was called Harry in Your Pocket, uh, and I'm not talking about the palms of my hands. Um, this was a pretty good movie. It's um, James Coburn and um, Michael uh, Sarazen and um, uh, Walter Pigeon. And basically the reason I, I like James Coburn, I like uh, Michael Sarazen, uh, which um, I f- either forgot or I didn't know that he died this past uh, like summer, uh, and he was in a lot of good movies. Um, 
But uh, it's the the concept of it's what caught my eye, which is uh, it's about pickpockets, like professional pickpockets, and how they like kind of work as a team. Um, you know, they show like the uh, like just the the single guy who you know is kind of a novice at it, but then you know gets involved with like a a, a team of, of pros and everything. It's pretty interesting, and I like the performances and everything. Yeah. Uh, Coburn is always just, I mean, I. Rarely, maybe when he started getting into when he got really old and just played like bit parts. But I shouldn't even say that because he won a fucking Oscar uh, for Affliction, you know, as the best supporting. So you know, when he got older, apparently he brought the shit then too. Um, but it was pretty good. I encourage people to seek it out if you like seventies kind of you know uh, uh, dramas and stuff like that. It's 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 entertaining. Uh, next one I watched was um, Richard Pryor. Is a one of the one of his. Um, when Richard Pryor was really young, uh, he made some pretty good movies. Uh, this one was called Grease Lightning, and it's a uh, kind of a stock car movie. Yeah. Um, it's based on a true story, and um, this guy was like the first uh, African-American to get involved in uh, stock car racing. Not as funny as uh, – I, I shouldn't even say it's not as funny as I thought it would be. It's not funny at all. Yeah, I, I, it's, well, I always remember the cover of it because he looks kind of goofy with his goggles on his head or whatever. Yeah. Cover. But then when you watch it, it's it's straight up drama. And uh, man, I'm telling you what, this is one for us to cover because they use the N word in it uh, probably a record number of times. Because here he is getting in this you know uh, kind of redneck uh, southern sport, and all the people they 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 call him the N word uh, like uh, multiple times. Oh my god, we need to do uh, what's the what's the uh, Mitchum movie with the Stock cars, Thunder Road, Thunder Thunder Road, and yeah, uh, yeah, that'll be a good yeah. level. Well, and, and, and an extra part of this that's really good. Well, it's got Bow Bridges in it, and this was when he was young and skinny, and he was a good actor. But it also has Pam Greer. She's uh, Pryor's woman, and boy, she looks good. She's she looks smoking. We've got the next. We're doing that. There you go. Well, let me write it down. <laughs> so I'll, I'll continue as I'm writing. I can do both. Um, <laughs> I can eat and jack off at the same time. Um, next one. That didn't sound good. Um, fried chicken. Food's just falling uh, all over your chest. Uh, the next one is Gorky <laughs> Park uh, with Lee Marvin and William Hurt. And uh, there's a lot of people in this that are, you know, not a lot, but there's uh, a couple of the guys from Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy that are in it that I really liked. Ian Bannon, and I can't remember what the other guy's name is. I played Control in, in Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. Um, but uh, I like this movie. It's a uh, just kind of a detective movie. But it, I, I like. I kind of, for some reason, have a a uh, thing I find like uh, the Soviet Union and even before that in like the Czarist uh, Russia and during the revolution and stuff like that. Interesting. And this takes place, you know, uh, in Moscow uh, at the height of the Soviet Union, and there's some murders that happen and. Uh, Hurt is a detective for the militia, and he's trying to find out what what the hell happened. Gr- you know, gruesome murders. Lee Marvin's in it. He's excellent in this, though. I did hear he was uh, a bit inebriated on the set, and uh, uh, for some reason, I thought I read somewhere that he punched William Hurt in the face. But he was usually drunk on a lot of stuff, and you know, so that's no no big shock. Next one was uh, another Michael Sarazen uh, movie. Uh, he's the actually you know the star of this one, and he was well. I mean, he was the star of uh, him and Coburn. Both were pretty equal in uh, 
carry in your pocket. But uh, he's the main guy in this one, and it's another car movie. So I guess uh, Grease Lightning, and then I went to Gumball Rally. Um, this one is um, what the fuck? Uh, the goddamn <laughs> Burt Reynolds cross country cannonball run cannonball run uh almost the exact same thing ex- uh and i'm not sure exactly when cannonball run i thought this one came out first if i remember when i was yeah because this one came out like 76 and um um cannonball run came out in 81 and it's so similar uh which you know it's going to be because it's all cars and and uh and uh stunts Excellent stunts. I can't remember what the guy's name was, but somebody pointed out that like one of the stunt uh, the stunt coordinator for the whole thing was just this great stunt man. It wasn't Hal Needham though, um, but uh, it's pretty entertaining as hell with a lot of the stuff that they do and Gary Busey's in it, uh, so that adds a little bit of something to it right there. <laughs> and um, Raul Julia is in it, and he's pretty funny. Uh, let's see here, and some oh man, it's got some it's got a, a few smoking hot seventies chicks in it that uh that uh you know boing anyway uh the next thing is um that i watched pictures of lonnie anderson by the way (laughs) yeah there you go (laughs) wow um the next one i watched was this morning um it's called street thief and it's a documentary um, that I had, I had in my queue for a long time because I thought it looked interesting, mm-hmm. and I wanted to uh, check it out. Um, and it's um, basically a film crew um, follows around this guy who is a thief, and he. And what's the name of this one again? It's called Street Thief. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they, they, they follow this guy around and. and um, he just shows that's all he does. He's a professional thief. Like from uh, from as low down or as small things as just breaking into a grocery store in the middle of the night, busting the window out, going in and getting what he you know. He said he only went for cash. This guy's obnoxious as shit. And um, to be honest with you, <laughs> I thought it was a documentary, but as I was watching it, mm-hmm. I thought that maybe it was like a mockumentary. Because uh, my my thoughts were okay. Now you're telling me that the, this guy who is a professional criminal is going to let these people follow him around while he's doing these crimes, like breaking into these places in the middle of the night and stealing shit and da 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 da. And um, I'll be honest with you, I think it it may not have been a documentary. Now that I, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it and I'm looking at the IMDb thing, um, it's just under indie films. But if it, but like I said, I think it was kind of like catfish. I think it, uh, they make you think it's a documentary, which I actually did. But then yeah. about halfway through, I was like, you know, first of all, I don't think the the thief guy would let them film his face and let them film him doing all this shit. But uh, like I said, I think it might just be a fake documentary. Right. But it was it was interesting, and the guy was such a fucking scumbag. That he's a little skinny guy, right. but like there's a couple times where he's changing clothes, and he is so fucking hairy. It's unbelievable. And he's a – oh, God, he's obnoxious. He's a jerk. Um, so I just found out that I might have gotten duped there. Not not fully, but I, I kind of got duped. And it says plot keyword, Chicago, Illinois, F word, and thief. Uh, so he says the F word a lot. Um, the next one I watched, and this is the last one, and I know I get shit on this one, but I watched it, and it's the uh, – the, um, 
uh, classic movie Congo. Uh, <laughs> this movie, how okay? It had a fantastic cast. I mean, for for the cast, it had Ernie Hudson, that Joe Don Baker. It had uh, Bruce Campbell's in it. Um, Ernie Hudson, uh, Laura Laura Linney. Um, it had a lot of good people in it, but. Um, Fucking Tim, um, the guy from Rocky Horror Picture, oh, Tim, Curry. Tim Curry, is just so. And I know it's almost like they tried to do a one of those old school um, like adventure movies from like the thirties or something. It kind of turned into that with, right. mixed with sci fi because he's like, we must go find this. I need to find this. You did it, you know, and he was just <laughs> awful over the top, horrible. Uh, Joe Don Baker was still good. And I wish he would have fucked Laura Linney. I thought that would have been great. Even though there was nothing like that. There was no attraction. She was just working for him. But in my mind, if fat Joe, old Joe, Joe Don Baker would have like gotten her, it would have been, it would have made my day or, I was going to say if the gorilla would have got her but and had sex with her, but no. But anyway, it sucked, and it still sucks. I bought it for five bucks just for shits and giggles, um, and um, it was Michael Crichton. But uh, I saw it in the theater with my sister a long time ago, and we laughed our asses off because it was so bad. And it, uh, I have not changed my opinion. That's about it. And I watched some wrestling. I've been watching um, – I watched the uh, Playboy Gary Hart uh, shoot interview, which is good. Always good. Uh, watched uh, Dirty Rhodes uh, uh, when he changed into the American Dream against t- – tag teaming with Paxon Nam and uh, against uh, Eddie and Mike Graham. And he switched over and became the, this legendary babyface, uh, though he could never beat uh, Terry and Dory Funk. Anyway, uh, and Ernie Ladd. But uh, that's about it. Uh, everything else was uh, – I started watching several things and just lost interest or fell asleep. So yeah. I'm not going to mention it. Um, I uh, had a pretty slow week obviously since we <laughs> we only recorded a couple days ago. But um, I watched on YouTube, which I would not recommend anybody watch this on YouTube because it's fucking annoying to do so because it's – everybody that has this uploaded this in parts seems to be missing a part somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking annoying. But I watched Little Darlings. Um, Tatum O'Neill and Christy McNichol, uh, and a very, very, very young-looking Matt Dillon. Mm-hmm. Um, this was pretty yep. good. I know that uh, that Roop, um, he's a big fan of this movie. I'd never seen it before, so. Well, I would like to ask you a question, uh-huh. and not only—I mean, I'm going to ask this of you right now, but I would also like to pose this to our listeners, and maybe they can give us some feedback on this. When Christy McNichol was at her height. Okay, it seemed like a lot of guys liked Christy McNichol. Okay, and they thought she was hot and she'd be on the cover of teen magazines and everything. Looking back, I find Christy McNichol to be very, very super duper boyish. And I, well, I find her to be very boyish. And I wonder if that wasn't a period in time where you're like hitting puberty and you're still confused. And so you liked tomboy <laughs> girls because you're, you're like, okay, you don't want to like girl girls, but you're not, you're not like, it's the crossover between whether you're going to be gay or whether you're going to be straight. And there's a lot of confusion because she is very boyish. Well, uh, I, I was not aware of Chrissy McNichol during her, I guess, like teen height. Uh, right. I Might was only, you know, six, seven years old when she was hitting that. And um, the, what I knew her from first was actually the the show, the Golden Girls spinoff show, Empty Nest. Ooh. And she was, you know, 
she was mom go approaching mom age by then so um i mean looking back on her now it's like i i don't look at her and think super hot or anything i think actually tatum o'neill was at, at least yeah. in this movie was hotter than her and you know what makes tatum o'neill even hotter is the fact that she was a fucking coke whore in real life <laughs> and she went to orgies and stuff at, at uh, studio 54 but christy mcnichol did have a lesbian scene in two moon junction uh with uh, richard tyson and uh cheryl Lynn finn she's she had tatum o'neill still hot still attractive yeah and she's probably still well she's still kind of a well, she's an addict, so Yay. I should make fun. Oh, she um, she fell off the wagon not that long ago. So yeah, it's it's funny. I think this I think Little Darlings was actually pitched to uh, teenagers, which is kind of weird because it's a movie about two girls having a bet to see who can lose their virginity first at at summer camp. Um, and, and Matt Dillon's big one eyebrow. <laughs> uh, he was funny. So yeah, it was a pretty good movie. I liked it. Um, I watched uh, what for the first time in maybe eleven, twelve years, um, Iron Monkey. Uh, uh, Yuen Wu Ping directed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking up some Donnie Yen movies, um, and this was awesome. I forgot how great this was. Uh, I think, I think when I watched it the first time, I had not seen much in the way of wire foo, so mm-hmm. it might have turned me off at that point. But uh, as as I'm older, I see how well done it's done. It, it mm-hmm. is, and um, yeah. Uh, I know the first time I saw that when Crouch, Crouching Tiger was it Hidden Dragon or whatever yeah, yeah. came out and the, and they were given a big, a big Oscar buzz and everything and uh, I was kind of the same. Way. I mean, if that's what you're saying, yeah. I, when we uh, some friends of we started watching it and I was like, this is just ridiculous. It's not even good. But now, like you said, I, now that I've been exposed to it and I know what to expect because mm-hmm. I I thought it was going to be a just straight up martial arts movie and i was like okay and then uh, i remember my friend gary saying oh this is just so ridiculous they could nobody could do that's ridiculous yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it's kind of the point i i liked it I, I well i loved it this time so i'm glad i watched it again finally um i uh i borrowed a blu-ray from the theater um the mill on the cross uh it's one we haven't shipped back yet to the to the distributor mm-hmm. um this is the um it's a it's a rutger hauer movie um, Michael York is also in it. Um, this is a, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's kind of like about the creation of this painting. Um, what's the name of the painting? Fuck. Uh, it's a Dutch painting about, uh-huh. it's like, it's this just huge, like massive, like mountainous terrain. Mm-hmm. I need to look this up. The name of the is this a, is this a newer movie or yeah, 2011? Um, okay. Cross and it's uh the name of the painting. I'm sorry, this is riveting. It's not unusual to see me cry. The way to Calvary, Calvary. I have trouble saying that word. Is that like where Jesus was uh, crucified? Yeah, um, yeah. So the painting is that, and it's about the the, Rutger Hauer plays the artist who, in the whole movie, is just kind of observing all of this these like horrific crucifixions going on in it, but it takes place in the 1500s. So it's not really Christ that's being mm-hmm. crucified, but it's somebody, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it's like, weird. It's and, and there's it's hardly Bill Christ. What's that? It's yeah, Bill it's, Christ, not Jesus, his brother. It's, it's Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus Christo. It, it's, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. It's definitely not for everybody. It's very sparse in its dialogue. There's not a whole lot um, going on 
outside of the visuals. Um, it it is really just about the creation of this painting, and it's got some amazing looking stuff. And it's cool because a lot of it's done green screen, uh-huh. um, but it looks good because a lot a lot of the landscape is pulled directly from the painting itself, and uh-huh. the people are moving around on this painting at times. Uh, and you know, Howard talks a few times. He's talking to Michael York is the guy that's buying this that's commissioned this painting, and he stands with Howard a lot, and Howard explains what he's doing in the painting. Uh-huh. Um, showing like where things are and what he's drawing exactly and all this stuff, but it's 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 really good. So, um, I just it says the film focuses on a dozen of the five hundred characters depicted in Bruegel's painting. The theme of Christ's suffering is set against religious persecution in Flanders in fifteen sixty four. So, um, but yeah, it's I I definitely recommend. Like I said, it's not for everybody because it's such a like a slow like visual. Movies, not a lot of plot. So fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. And then uh, I watched Tiger Cage, another Yin Wu Ping movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a more of a. This is not one of his period things. This is a, I guess, bullet ballet. Um, also with Donnie Yen and um, Simon Yam's in it. It was not great. I, I, I didn't really dig this one all that much. Um, there's some really really good fight stuff in it, but. Other than that, I didn't really care for the story. It's kind of like a police corruption kind of story. Like, you know, one guy finding out another cop is on the payroll of some mob guy. So it's kind of like them trying to double cross each other the whole time. And it was okay, but not not fantastic. There's some good, there's really good action set pieces in it, though. So Semi erect. Right. Semi erect action piece. Wait, what? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was it for me. Short week, so. Well, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? We uh, we got out and did some stuff and watched some wrestling. So, yeah, yeah. And some I bought wrestling. a silver Christmas tree. We did, we didn't do a full size Christmas tree this year. We're doing a little four foot one. We're sitting it on a table, and um, it's it's silver tinsel. It's really tacky. I love it. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's take a break and let's come back and we'll cover. We'll just do them in chronological order this week. Uh, we'll come back and do some Turks fruits. I think that's the Dutch name, or um, Turkish delights. Delights. Yep. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Scott of Married with Clickers. Tune in to hear my wife Cat and me discuss all sorts of movies. We'll cover everything from the Lost Weekend to Weekend at Bernie's, from The Big Sleep to Big Mama's House. Well, maybe not Big Mama's House. And the great thing about Kat is that she's not afraid to speak her mind. And would you be surprised to hear he was nominated for Best Actor that year? For that film? For that film. (laughs) But don't take my word for it. Just listen to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema has to say about our show. It's a husband and wife show, and they discuss movies and stuff. Yeah, a very wife-husband show. High praise indeed. So come find us at marriedwithclickers.libson.com. It will save your life. Or maybe just help you kill an hour. I could watch you all night. It would be better than me I 
song there <laughs> so so yeah, now that I, we're back from the break so how to, fat this is how, are this, you this is how fat i am my snack <laughs> your earlier. snatch my snatch, my snatch is hanging earlier. over this is what i snack on a handful of walnuts and a fucking handful of shredded cheddar cheese dude you are a fat chipmunk <laughs> oh my god what is wrong with me i'm trying to die at 40 well, walnuts are good for me though I don't want to get as skinny as Michael Fassbender, although I I I really like him. I watched him in a in a couple of movies, and I'm not even talking about hunger. That dude is skinny. He must only weigh about 100 fucking 50 pounds or something. <laughs> I have no problem believing that Gina uh, Carano could beat his ass. Beat his ass. And I have no problem believing that Doctor Zom could whip. Her ass with a car antenna. So our uh, <laughs> our first film tonight Dad-o. or today, whenever you're listening, is a uh, Paul Verhoeven joint from 1973 called Turkish Delight or Turks Fruits. So the summary or plots. Oh wow, this is a mess. Uh, sort of a cross between love story and an earthly Rembrandt painting. This movie stars Rutger Hauer as a gifted Dutch sculptor who has a stormy, erotic, and star-crossed romance with a beautiful young girl. I'm going to leave it there. This is a um, quite an unusual film. Uh, this was one of the two, uh, as you may have heard last week, picked by the girls on film, Emily and Rach. Rach. Rich and uh, so yeah, Zom. I will let you take the lead here and discuss Howard's cock. Howard's <laughs> Howard's cock, the sequel to Howard's End. Um, this movie, um, we got. I got kind of a build up about it from uh, the Deadly Doll, who um, said that she thought it was uh, right up our alley. Don't know what she means by that. That's kind of a stereotypical thing to say. <laughs> Judging us. Judge not lest ye be judged, uh, Emily. Uh, anyway, I you know, if Emily was wearing a nun's habit – okay, let me move on. Anyway, <laughs> let's see. Uh, this movie starts out – it is everything that I heard, everything that I wanted it to be. Um, yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's just say we'll just say uh, Zom watched the first 12 minutes like 18 times and called that the whole movie <laughs> I, I I literally as I was watching this movie I was thinking this is the closest movie I have ever seen to my life story 
<laughs> and I am not even fucking joking. Okay. Um, <laughs> Rutger Hauer is uh, amazing in this. He, um, I think he is a, obviously a method actor and he took it to, he went to where it needed to go. It was a dirty um, and dark place. It was a dirt. Yes. Well, you know what? Now, see, that's just that's just one man's perspective. <laughs> I found him to be quite funny, and I found his <laughs> unconventional techniques to be very humorous. I try and incorporate some of those things because I think that in the art of love making, things don't always have to be so conventional, and you can add lots of humor. Uh, and you can add you you know you can uh, I don't know sometimes being tasteless um, it's just different it's you know they never forget you as they're leaving <laughs> um, that you see things put a flower in my asshole yeah, motherfucker uh, <laughs> you see things in this movie that um, I never thought that I would see in a movie and that. Well, you know, uh, and I'm not even including porn because, I mean, you know, I watched a woman blow a fucking horse a couple weeks ago, and I, it did not do anything for me. But I found this entertaining. I um, There was um, a lot, lots of nudity. Hauer is obviously and, – and this was when Rutger Hauer was very young, mm-hmm. and he's a good-looking dude. I mean, he's – his physique looks good. He's he's got that goddamn long blonde fucking hair and shit. You know, he looks like a a Viking's wet dream or something. Um, <laughs> he um, he has no uh, fucking inhibitions about letting the fucking stuff jangle and jingle nope. and or walk tucking, around or tucking it in. Yeah, tucking it in a la Buffalo uh, Bill. Uh, <laughs> From Silence of the Lambs, he tucks it in. He has a nice uh, V-shaped bush. Uh, if he was a woman, he had a nice snatch uh, when he tucked <laughs> it in. Um, you got to see some. Um, you got to see some vomiting in this, um, and um, I. This was another situation where um, I was kind of in the same circumstances, and I literally did not know uh, or never thought that someone could affect me emotionally to the point that I would vomit and they did. And so I, I felt for him in that scene. Um, uh, I, there was also a situation where um, now see Rutger, let, let, let me just, I I'm, it, it would be easy to go through and talk about a lot of the, um, the more shocking things in this just, step by step, but I'm going to try not to do too much of that, but there is some of it that you have to, because it's just outstanding. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. um, My first notes, Howard's Howard's ass, Howard's cock. Okay. Um, But he is sort of a... um, he is an, an artist. Uh, he's a sculptor and a painter and, uh, you know, kind of like the, the starving artist kind of a guy. But he has this charisma. He's a fucking pussy magnet. Uh, he knows he's very carefree and devil may care to the point where he'll just go up to women and, you know, just do things just to get their attention, like really outrageous things. But, you know, and at first they're like slapping him across the face or you, you know, ah, you son of a bitch. But the next thing you know, he's got him on that goddamn 
bike. He rides a bicycle all over the place, and once he gets him on the bicycle, and you know, they, it, it's just like he he knows he's got it, and he knows he can pretty much just get whatever he sees uh, as far as screwing these women. And uh, but then. It's like uh, it's kind of like the conquest, and you know uh, he probably has a bit of a sexual addiction, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it seems like uh, you know it's all about getting them. But then, almost like uh, Jeff Bridges in Door on the Door in the Floor, um, once he gets them, he just goes out of his way to do really rude things, like either in the middle of sex. Or sometimes even as he's picking them up. But he's so handsome and so charismatic and good-looking and everything that they still go along with him. And then he just gets outrageous with some of the things he does. And um, now, well, almost like I don't, to I don't a – I want to spoil it. No, maybe no. not a, to a degrading point, sometimes to a degrading point. But a lot of it I think is just kind of him be, just being um, – Almost like a painter being creative, like abstract and just doing outrageous things, yeah. uh, and you know. But that's just his. That's just his thing, you know. Um, it starts out at the very beginning, and I'm not going to give anything away either. But um, I was like, oh my god, what is this? You know, this is not what I thought. What's this going to be? Um, it tangles you around a little bit as far as. Um, uh, as what's going on, um, but then you know by by the time uh, at the beginning, uh, you, you'll maybe be a little confused as far as uh, as how the timing of what's happening mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you know, of course, it, it all works out, and you're not left with any questions in the end. You know what's going on. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I'm not sure what it says about me when a when a film opens with a bludgeoning, two stranglings, and a gunshot wound to the head. Right. Um, and the thing that I'm first concerned about is if Howard, when he jerks off, he's coming on his pillow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> That's what I was worried about. <laughs> and under my notes, after I put like all that stuff down, I wrote uh, Emily and Rach are weird. Um, <laughs> tit picks lick tit. Picks lick. I don't know what that means. He, when he had a stack of uh, topless photos, and he oh yeah, 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 wanted yeah. to stick it on the wall. Yes, okay, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. He he uh, he obviously is kind of uh, obsessed or infatuated with this girl because uh, he has like almost like a shrine, like almost like a crazy person has yeah. a shrine of their ex girlfriend. And even when he's fucking these girls, he'll have like her picture there. Or he'll talk about her and they're naked pictures of her and shit. And they're like, Oh, you know, she had really nice boobs and everything. Um, uh, he, there's several comments in here that, um, uh, I've never said this. Uh, I'll lick the shit from your ass. I've never said that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not into the, um, I'm not even into even joking about scat. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a fan. Um, uh, his house is is a, is very much a dump at one point uh, yeah. to the point where you're like oh my god it almost looked like he was living in an abandoned building and however you get uh, quite a, a bit of him walking around with nothing but a red tank top on and no pants no nothing else <laughs> um, I guess he just keeps his from getting a chest cold um, <laughs> he's keeping he's his very, nipples warm 
he's very superficial as far as and he doesn't like i said the women are for him i think are uh, at least all the women that come before and after are um before and after the love of his life uh he is he just sees them as nothing but sex objects uh there's one girl that um he's you know he picks her up and they're frolicking and having a good time and then he lifts her top up and she kind of has the uh, uh what we call in west virginia flapjacks right and uh, <laughs> he and just he's just like repulsed <laughs> Like he's so dis- disappointed and repulsed, and and she says, uh, "I can't remember what she says." And he goes, "I, I'll just, uh, I'll just, uh, we can just do it with your shirt on." Um, you get uh, to see. It seems Go like, ahead. yeah, it just seems like he wants to humiliate. Yeah, out of his, part he, of, out the of anger f- and frustration. All right, so uh, we're back after a long break. Um, you probably won't notice it here in the uh, in the show itself, but um, you will we, now. <laughs> You will now, uh, just so the it's, it's, it might seem to have changed gears slightly, but we're going to continue on with our review here. Um, so, uh, Dom, by all means. Well, um, Rutger Hauer, um, he, um, he seems to uh, have a particular, I mean, just a, a um, let's say, a very eclectic uh, lovemaking style, as we have discussed before last week <laughs> last week <laughs> and, uh, um wait no. he uh, yeah, last week at one point uh, he seems to i mean like some of us i guess you know he 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 enjoys yodeling in the canyon um i find it more it, i find it easier like if the woman is laying down but you know they'll be standing up and he you know uh seems to relish in dropping to his knees and burying his face and and there are no um like um Twenty-first century uh, bald eagles in this movie—it's uh, all brush. It's, um, it's, it's all wallaby. Yeah, it's the bramble. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, he uh, in one uh, one scene, um, they, they they are establishing with the uh, the girl with the uh, flapjack boobies and um, and things like that. That you know, he's he picks up a lot of women and. And uh, he does things that, in some ways, you know, maybe degrades them, or for his own amusement, you know, he's uh, he's he's doing stuff. And uh, he drops to his knees, and while he's down there, you know, you see him uh, reach behind her for a pair of uh, scissors. And um, you're thinking, oh my god, okay, is he going to slaughter this woman? And um, I had to take a drink. This has to be spoiled right here. This isn't a this isn't a spoiler overall for the movie. No. Uh, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um and that's that's one of the reasons that you know, I actually say what's what's going to happen because this is this actually also was a selling point that the deadly doll Emily used to sell us on this movie. Yeah. He grabs the um the scissors and you're like, "Oh my god, what's he doing?" and you hear or not, but you know, like just like a snip. a snip and I'm thinking, "Oh my god, is this um What's the fucking one? Uh, Antichrist. Uh, Antichrist. You know this is because I hated fucking Antichrist. Oh, uh, we'll have to review that one because I, I hated it. its guts. I'm there. Oh, uh, and uh, and uh, I figured you'd like it. Anything that hates nah, women, right? Nah, 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 nah. No. Kidding. This screw that. I? That didn't. Uh, um, click, click, click. Uh, Howard, she looks down like, oh my god, what? You know, and looks down, and he has a. Um, a big bush of her pubic hair, and he puts it on between his uh, 
upper lip and his nose to make a nice uh, kind of a I, – I can't remember if she was blonde or, or red hair or whatever, but uh, a nice uh, little thatch uh, mustache. And if you had a mustache that was that was that curly and that bushy, and so then anyway, she—he's just laughing his ass off. He just uh, not not like laughing like he's just, but like got that Cheshire grin, like you know. Uh, I was going to say cat that ate the canary, but uh, he ate some the cat that ate something else. Um, and so anyway, and she's kind of dumbfounded, like what the what the what the fuck. And uh, he goes over and he has like a scrapbook uh, with the uh, other I guess um, previous conquests. Previous conquests. Yes. And, uh, there was one part in there where this has you know nothing to to do with the plot. Uh, where I, I, have you ever seen anybody eat a banana? I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. How she was eating a banana. She had like cut like the banana say in two, and then instead of peeling it or whatever, she took a spoon and was like digging it the banana out of the peel oh yeah i thought that was weird because uh, i mentioned that to somebody because i thought it was a, some kind of like cucumber or something when i saw it at first because it was a i guess it was a plantain it was a really yeah, maybe dark it was a plantain skin, but or a really rotten banana <laughs> i've never been. seen anybody eat a banana with a spoon out of the peel yeah, that was kind of then you fucking foreigners, jeez. <laughs> now they they can, they have their little ways. Oh, they think oh this is just the way we do it all the time. Uh, whatever, do it the American way. Peel that fucker. It's the only way. Yeah, it is the only way. Um, love it or leave it. And as Bret Hart would say, I'm loving leaving it. It's like, okay, Bret, that sounded really good. You know, uh, well, how'd I get off on that, Bret Hart? Bret Hart. Um, he uh, shocks one woman with his uh, blasphemy uh, after sex, which I, I kind of liked. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, she seemed to be very religious, even though I, I'm wondering if her um, religious teachings said, hey, if some good-looking blonde-haired guy comes by on a bicycle, uh, jump right on the back of the bike and go back to your go back to his a total stranger's apartment and let him fuck the shit out of you. <laughs> well, uh, with your glasses on. Praise the Lord! <laughs> hey, let the be tea. And uh, one of my notes, and I hate to say this, but uh, uh, last week it seemed kind of funny. This week it seems like not quite as funny. It says, is this Dr. Z- the Dr. Zom story? <laughs> Because other than a, other than a couple of uh, 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 major parts, uh, a lot of the stuff I'm ashamed to say that uh, I have indulged in. Not cutting a girl's pubic hair off because I like them smooth. I tell them that before they even come over to this hellhole. You like sh- shave that shit off before you come over here. <laughs> I do not like um, little hairs in the back of my throat. It's hard to be sexy. When it's hard enough when you're me, but it's really hard when you're trying to reach in the back of your throat and gagging yourself to you almost vomit trying to get some hair. And I have expressed these views before, so that's the only reason I'm saying it right now. Um, dancing like Jed Clampett on a table. <laughs> I guess it's a Beverly Hillbillies reference. <laughs> I don't know what that was. What was that? Uh, he he was a. I don't remember why he danced what, on the table at, at some at a at some kind of um, event. Yeah, yeah. They they were having a big. Oh, uh, it was the dinner when yeah he, when he fucked over the the restaurant with the horse meat thing. He found like an eyeball in the stew or uh, something. It was a big eyeball too. Was, I would I, I would not go back to that restaurant. It was no. so gross. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I'm in a really uh, 
gaggy mood today. So some some woman we were talking about gagging, and there's there's a uh, one lady at work that um, if you even talk about if you even do the like that, she'll start gagging to the point she's almost going to throw up. That's and uh, so we were talking. She goes, "God, just you guys talking about throwing up is making me want to throw up." And this older lady that I work with, Frank close to 60 uh she got some of that hand sanitizer and it squirts out and it looks like uh, a big uh handful of spit and she just walked over as i was talking and put it right under my face and i just almost gagged my uh, wretched but i just ate a potato so i don't know why that's making me gag um uh, now that's what i'm saying okay now people like we said when we when we just had that little uh interlude there that uh that uh, we had a little technical difficulties, you know. Fuck Comcast, you motherfuckers! But yeah, we, uh, we've just lost a little steam since last week because the movie's not uh, quite as fresh. But oh yeah, my notes aren't making as much sense because uh, I haven't seen the movie in like two weeks. But um, windshield washer come, Howard is fast. I think uh, I think uh, he. <laughs> oh okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When the in the in the car when he. Well, I will meets. say this for for the whole. For his whole sexual performance, uh, I think the 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 courtship, which is pretty quick, you know, he just meets girls on the street and kind of does silly things, or you know, jump right in their car, even if he doesn't even know them, and and stuff like that. Uh, it, it probably seems like you know the kind of whirlwind, and then he's really charismatic and fun loving and carefree, and he gets them back. But his lovemaking skills, they they're they're pretty quick. I mean, he gets in there, and I mean, it's not like you know we're having these sex scenes where he's going from this position to that position, or even in one position and taking his time and everything. He he gets in there and he he blows busts the nut, and then the next thing you know, it's like, uh, and they're like, oh, how was it? <laughs> like, fuck, these <laughs> girls aren't are you know they're not modern girls because they expect to be satisfied. Uh, fucking. Losers. <laughs> you have a, uh, the um, the uh, every man's nightmare. Either getting your sack or your your wing, uh caught it in a zipper, and yeah, this motherfucker must have been caught in there good. Oh my god! I said, who would have thunk something about Mary wasn't the first? And I was like, look at that fucking anteater snout. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, I can't even. And he was in he was in a lot of agony, man. It was bad. Um, There was a, um, a, I mean, this just, I mean, was by no means an action movie, but it had a pretty good uh, uh, car wreck, you know, where it's like a Mercedes. Um, and, and it made me wonder <laughs> that Rutger Hauer, of course, he, he meets a, a girl that um, he just uh, is in the same way that he meets all girls, you know. But this one just kind of, um, I don't know if, it, if she just, for some reason, she floats his boat. Everything is perfect. You know, he's always degrading these women as soon as he meets them, you know, and, and he gets some, he, he, he does stupid things to degrade them or he, uh, he looks at their bodies and kind of like, goes, you know, look at the slapjack. Ah. He's like, yeah, he almost, he almost, like, you could tell not only the, the disappointment in his face when he saw the girls flapjacks, but, uh, uh, he just was like, Jesus Christ. And she's like, I'm sorry. You know, like, I've kind of, I've felt sorry for her. So I, maybe I'm not as much like Rigor. I still might have done that, but I wouldn't have said anything. Um, uh, Ron Jeremy beat Howard's ass. Oh, okay, yeah. There's a, um, I guess it's her stepfather, or no, it's either her stepfather or um, 
a guy that her I think it's just I, that dude that, I think it's just a dude he works in George he must be a friend of, of the family yeah and he looked like he looked like a, a kind of like Ron Jeremy uh, w- but not with a bushy hair he, like right Ron Jeremy had his hair slicked down yeah yeah uh, and uh, he, he Howard starts kind of coming around and he's like oh, I want to see you know see her or whatever and um, I thought to myself right off the bat you know because this chick looked pretty young and I was wondering if maybe Howard was um robbing the cradle of love uh and this guy pretty much uh even though howard was young and looked like he's in pretty good shape this guy was like a uh, 1970s uh looking early 70s late 60s early 70s looking wrestler guy yeah. uh he looked like he just manhandled Howard, which is funny. <laughs> uh they kind of play up the fact that she's very young and i think maybe that's why he liked her too because she was kind of very innocent like she fell asleep and he looked over and she was actually sucking her thumb like a little baby, like a little kid or a little yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. So he just sit there and looked at and 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 I can't remember specifically, but I think uh, now they may have did it right off the bat, but for some reason I'm thinking that there were there were several times where he was all fired up and they ended up like falling asleep or uh, he would just sit there and watch her. Like it, it really didn't matter to him as much. Uh, the sex part because he just was enamored with her and he's an artist so he would he would sit there and look at her and study yeah. her I think it seemed like well, he and, completely fell asleep he set up the mirrors in the in the bedroom and there um, he you know that playful little moment when he was raising her skirt and looking at her ass in the mirror but he had a mirror over the bed and she ended up falling asleep after he went to go piss or whatever and yeah. he just sat there all night watching her. he was like falling asleep still trying to sit up and watch yeah. her sleep there and then he, it's like a, a, well he did that a lot where he <laughs> Every time he brought a girl over there, he had this like kind of a maybe like a five foot tall mirror sitting kind of upright on the floor against leaning against a wall or something, and he would position them while he was while he was hugging them while they were kissing, so he could look over their shoulder and look at their ass to see if they had because like the one girl kind of had a jiggly ass, and he was like, again he was like oh god he was all excited. And then when he saw her ass, he was like, Ugh. You well, know, I, guess, I guess it. I mean, he he's a sculptor. Yeah, and not. I mean, yes, an artist, but he's a sculptor, so he's obviously looked at the human form quite a bit. Yeah, and, and I think he was just like looking for the perfect. Yeah, and I think it was just a, you know, looking for like the ideal form, maybe not, you know, so expressly said, but I mean, I think you know after after having sculpted the form for, I guess I, I assume a long time, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was always constantly looking and like uh, you know. I guess looking for maybe he was looking for perfection. I don't know. That's why yeah, he's hot from woman to woman. Yeah, but I, I, I think I think you're right. But I think that uh, of course you know uh, he's. Uh, I don't know if it's like an immaturity or whatever. But you know, uh, I, I'm not saying that I've heard this before. But for some reason, you know, people saying that you shouldn't just go for looks, and you know, <laughs> you might want to try and you know get somebody who actually is like you know. Uh, nice or compatible instead of you know just yeah, yeah. A, a body, and he seems to have that thing. It's kind of an immaturity thing, but you know whatever. Uh, <laughs> that's what I've heard. Come uh, whatever. Um, okay, now there's see this movie. Like I said, like we you know I hate to. I don't want to say every little outrageous thing but it's hard to not say some of the outrageous things they don't have anything to do with like the plot or what what uh what occurs yeah. so but like uh in one part um and i vaguely remember this uh <laughs> other than it gagged me a little bit i think there was a pregnant woman and her uh she her water broke 
and oh, yeah. there was the <laughs> fucking dog starts licking it up. I guess that was Verhoeven being because I mean he seems like in the other f- films of his that I've seen, like he kind of has a well, maybe maybe it's a little autobiographical with uh, with Howard here, but he seems a little immature at times with his humor. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I mean that- you know, like I think about uh, for instance, like in RoboCop. When he has that spike that reads information, and it mm-hmm. looks like a big middle finger, so he's obviously, yeah. like, you know. Well, and that's the thing. It, it's like um, it's just a little playful thing. It, it is, but uh, and this movie is by no means uh, uh, like you, we were saying something about Mary, where he gets his dick caught in the zipper. Uh, but you have that, and it was in something about Mary, and uh, like the dog licking up a woman's, like uh, you know, where her water broke. I mean, that's yeah. something you would see in a movie like that. You know, yes, I wrote, "Come just, on, does the dog have to jump up and lick the wet chair?" Yeah, that's, that's pretty gross. Uh, Rugger Hauer uh, again, something that he and I have have in common. Uh, um, he actually uses the. Uh, the uh, the word poop hole, um, uh, you know. Uh, I, I think that's another just for. Uh, it said poopy hole. I actually wrote that in the Facebook group. I said, okay, he said only beautiful things can come from your poopy hole. <laughs> you, you bullshit. Or at least that was what the subtitle said. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> um, you may think so, but guess what? Yeah, guess what? I just saw what came out of her poopy hole in the <laughs> yes. Yes, you see that, and that's another one. It's like there's no boundaries in this movie whatsoever. Uh, he uses one woman's poop hole as a vase or a vase, uh, which was interesting. And I think it might have even – it looked like maybe it was a, a poppy, so maybe he was just showing support for the troops, like at Horror Hound. Uh, whatever. Um, that's sad. I didn't even know what that meant, and, and uh, Higgins uh, – uh, was who 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 is is from Ireland is wearing uh, the poppy oh, and I no uh, idea either. Yeah, I didn't either. And some woman actually walks up to us at uh, while we were uh, muscle wolfing, uh, uh, <laughs> observing muscle wolf, <laughs> waiting to get our faces smashed in by muscle yeah. wolves, and comes over and and says to uh, Bryn, uh, you know, thank you for for wearing that. I really appreciate it or whatever. And I'm like, huh? What the hat? His hat or what? Uh, talking about his beard. What are you talking about? War? What? Um, <laughs> what is it good for? Don't doggy your don't doggy your wife when her dad is dying. That's yeah. He he doesn't care <laughs> about anything, but but busting a nut when he wants to. Yeah, he's I mean, kind of. A, I I mean, they, they, it's definitely implied that he's a sex addict as well. Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> so you know the fact that he does all this and it's like it's I don't know. It's uh, when, I don't even when I say he's hopping either. from woman to woman and keeping record of it, it's not clear whether it's it's, it's not clear whether or not all of his his scrapbook is you know coming before or after right. his, his lady friend there. But um, he doesn't really change his behavior with her so much. He just does all the things with her. I'm having a moment here, and um, I'm, I'm actually I had like um, uh, like a switchblade knife when you um. Put that fucking mustache wax in your mustache. Uh-huh. It's not bad at first, but man, I just woke up here probably about fifteen minutes ago, and um, and goddamn, it feels like it's like dried in there. Maybe no, you know what it is? I was eating, and I probably have something in there. It feels like I have a clump. <laughs> a difference. Yeah, that's kind of oh, okay. So anyway, moving right along. Uh, don't doggy your wife when her dad is dying. That's uh, you know. 
that that said a lot about him, and I think that she was kind of like, "Wait a minute, gone with you." Yeah, he he's a weird, like he's kind of an ass, not in a like slap you in the face kind of way, but kind of like you know he stopped maturing on certain levels at probably the age of twelve. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like he finds out that his uh, his mother in law has a a fake tit. And like they're saying bye later, and he totally just like in, instead of like punching her in the arm, like here's looking at you, kid. He punched her in their fake titty. <laughs> <laughs> like he dumps food, and like his Olga is his lady friend's name. After they get married, they're like camping on the beach for their honeymoon. What a shitty honeymoon that is. Yeah. And, uh, but he she's buried in the sand up to her neck, and he just starts dumping food <laughs> on her face, just being an ass. He <laughs> looks like a giant. A giant body out of sand with this, even with like the uh, the vault, the the puss. Yeah, he totally all these things like puss and big fake tits. But it's, out it's of like a, a giant body, like uh, like if if uh, she had this her ti- her own little head, tiny little head, and these tits that are probably as big, each as big as Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I did get a good laugh out of that earlier when the. Uh, because uh, there's a when you first meet the family and the the mom is like peering at him out of the out of the store and I'm like God that pissed me off when um the old lady's just glaring at him and the, the yeah. store's dark and I was like this whole store is just filled with assholes and it, it kind of actually kind of pissed me off but then I smiled when I right after when I saw a cop drive by driving driving a VW Bug I'm like oh shit <laughs> must be a budget cut there <laughs> that's the thing though you know it's like um. He he uh it, it's just the typical um mother-in-law kind of a deal. Yeah. Not even mother-in-law, they weren't married at, at yet, but uh you know she meets a guy and she's like you're you're a fucking bum. My daughter's only, you know, however old and all this and that and everything. But then, you know, as soon as she finds out that the daughter's in love and there's nothing she can do about it, she you know, the all the rest of them do too. They you know pretty much welcome him right in yeah, yeah. after they kind of but you get a little sh- titty slip in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. And I, I thought she was like coming on to him and shit. I'm like, oh my god. And then like, I th- uh, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to go in and fuck her too. Did you think he was going to go in and fuck her? He got like right up out of bed after she left. And I thought he's going to go in and fuck her. <laughs> Instead, he gives us a little dance dance maneuver. Yeah, the Buffalo Buffalo uh, Bill from uh, um, fucking Silence of the Lambs dancing. Gregor Howard's got a nice puss, you know. <laughs> got that blonde bush. You know, his bush wasn't too bad, you know. You might make some exceptions for his bush. It looked like it was soft and blonde. It was very light colored. Um, but he had a nice vagina when he tucked his cack between his legs. And, had, and then the fake tip just looked like a goddamn balloon, you know. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's like, just like a little balloon. I hope your health insurance paid for that because if you paid out of pocket, you got ripped. Yeah. You could have went down to the party store and just you know got a pink one. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little creative. <laughs> um, I was just you know what's funny is uh, I just looked up and I thought don't doggy your wife when her dad is. I've only said that four times. Um, her dad was, was pretty cool. I liked I liked him. He, yeah, he, he seemed like nice. he was a little crazy. I think that might be why Howard liked him. Yeah, because uh, he would just play this random like like. I don't know what it was. I guess it was classical music, but he would just act like he was marching in his chair and shit Tell like the that. Same and, fucking joke, like over and over and over. Yeah, but Howard seemed to really get attached to him for whatever yeah. reason. They didn't really explore his like. I think he probably thought I'm I'm kind of crazy in this old man. Yeah, but, you know, I, I've met like uh, girlfriends, relatives, and stuff where they have the crazy uncle, and he's really the the rest of them are all stuffed shirts. But this guy comes over and farts and or or you know acts goofy, and you're yeah. like That's pretty cool, you know. Um, 
<sighs> I think the way Redger Hauer parks parks his bicycle all the time. I'm surprised the fucking thing was even he could even use it because he would just be so excited about something or be pissed off, and as soon as he'd pull up, he'd jump off of it and just let it wreck every time. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. Um, the thing that, you know, when we were talking about his immaturity and whatever, you know, of course, uh, not, I'm, I'm not a psychiatrist, but uh, I, I have been in therapy. Uh, uh, they say that um, a lot of times when you have a traumatic event in your life, uh, something that really affects your life uh, at a young age, whatever age you are, when that happens, like say you got molested as a kid or, or whatever, then you stop per, pro, uh, that's one thing that's kind of common is you stop progressing uh, um, uh, uh, your maturity level stops progressing past that point. So maybe something happened to Hauer or Ver, Verhoeven. Verhoeven. Yeah. Um, we get some, you know, there, there's, a, there's a couple of things in here that um, um, I always like to count. Uh, I haven't been on uh, – I mean I, I go over to Palaver every once in a while now. Uh, they they blocked it where I work, which is where I usually used to do most of my my uh, posting. So I'm not on there that much at all. Um, but we had a, a thread about uh, like an uh, animal shitting or pissing in a in a movie. Well, this had a dog shitting. Oh, you and, actually got to see the shit falling out. That's not yeah, something it, you don't get to see very often. <laughs> coming out the butthole. And like and like Loaf said, uh, the, the the girl. Now let's 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 uh, talk about this for a moment. Uh, his his uh, his the love of his life. His his girlfriend. What did you think of her? I, I mean, thought I, okay, she was really fucking annoying, but she was really cute. Yeah, I thought she was really cute. Yeah. And I mean, if <laughs> she was. If any woman you see in this movie, you're probably going to see some sort of nudity. This mm-hmm. chick, I, th- I think she had her clothes off more than on in this movie. Yeah, and just young, young body, nice, uh, kind of like reddish uh, hair, and just uh, very <laughs> innocent, very young. It's a, that reminded me. I, have a, I said, I said, one of my notes. I said there was a question earlier in the film if Olga's drapes matched the carpet. After the wedding, we get the answer. The answer appears to be no. Because <laughs> <laughs> he asked her, I think, when they first meet in the car, he asked her, if, or it basically, not, yeah, he just met her. specifically, but, you know, wants to know if her hair color is real. And she's like, why don't you look or whatever. And uh, then we actually get the answer later. It appears that they don't quite match. Well, what are you going to do? You can't have it all. Um, and we also get to see okay, we get to, we get to see her shit, her turds in a toilet. And it wasn't wasn't coming out of her her butthole, but uh, but we also get to see the dog shitting and um, the dog licking up the the uh, the woman's uh, whatever. Uh, what the hell, what do you call that when the water breaks? Just there, it's not afterbirth. It's no, uh, it's it's, um, it's the the. Whatever the Some fluid, fluid. Yeah, whatever the fluid is, I don't know. Do we, yeah, somebody we, call in and let us know. Somebody call I, in. We 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 don't know shit. Yeah, but uh, but you get to see Howard vomiting, and uh, and it was just I I do not like watching people vomit. I don't care in what context, even if it's like in a sex video. Uh, I don't like to see. <laughs> that's well, that's the worst time. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to see like the the, the, the pit bulls fucking the ones uh, I was. Oh, gonna yeah. see. It's fucking guys with doggy style. Which that is, one made an appearance course, a few times at Harvard. Yeah, it's, it's got to be a doggy style because it's fucking dog. But the, right in the middle of it, the one dog gets that's, that's doing the humping, he must have had an upset stomach but didn't want to turn down the puss. And, uh, and this green uh, geyser comes out of his mouth, and then he just quits. Uh, that's, Howard vomits in this. She runs it, off. 
Yeah, she's well, you know, I would run off too. Um, Claw butt. Was Baron von Raschke in this? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that. I think it, I think it was just um, um, like they were screwing. And all I know what it was. Um, he there's a scene pretty much where Howard, you know, I, I'd have to say he pretty much rapes uh, a girl, um, or you know, he climbs on top and and then when she while she's sleeping, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. don't do that. That never works out unless it's your girlfriend. And and you've just met and you're so hot and heavy, it might work out. But if you do that, if don't you have an it. understanding, it might be okay. Yeah, don't do that. It it's it, it can lead to hard feelings. <laughs> uh, but I think it, he was going to town, and uh, of course they're showing. Yeah, <laughs> there was never it was never proven, and I never did any time for that. Um, she wanted it. Don't sleep in my bed. Uh, I think that you're going to not pay a toll. Anyway. Oof. Um, but I think he was doing the jackhammer, and they were showing like his his uh, his sculpted Swedish butt – or Norwegian. I'm sorry. I sound like fucking the guy in the thing. Um, was he a Swede or is he Norwegian? Norwegian, isn't he? In this movie? Yeah. Or is he yeah, Swedish? They're Dutch. Dutch. Whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. No, it is. It's such a movie. <laughs> there was confusion last week too, or, or just, when the when Emily and uh, Rach sent us in this request, they 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 couldn't remember either. I can't remember what Howard is. He just he looks. I mean, he's he's a uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. He's blonde, <laughs> you know. But he, he his his butt was pumping, and she was uh, digging her claws into his butt cheeks, which is kind of hot. I mean, you know. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, there was a Land Rover. Um, I, I, I after seeing um, uh, <laughs> the um, karate movies, uh, whatever, whatever the fuck they were called, Kill and Kill Again. <laughs> what Land Rover movies. I, I love. I forgot while we were reviewing the damn things. Yeah, but you know what? Honestly, I even remember as a kid watching like the African safari, like action movies with Hatari uh, with John Wayne, and I loved those Land Rovers mm-hmm. that they. Over there, they're they're just like our jeeps over here. They're so common over there. But over now, the new ones over here just look like a fucking modern SUV. No, no style, no panache. But over there, they were they were pretty cool. So we saw a Land Rover. Um, I wrote down C. Just roll it. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like fifty times and keep going. Hutger, 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 He. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He um he 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 does have compassion. I mean, you, mm. you think at first you probably like God. He didn't give a shit about anything. He's like honey badger. He does not give it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. Um, but he he you know, there are events that happen that you know show that 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 show that he's you know he is human, mm-hmm. and uh, you know and and he does have compassion and everything. And and uh, to to that's. <sighs> I don't want to give anything away, but there, but there comes to a point in the movie where it takes a turn, yeah. and it, it up until then, uh, you had a lot of really, um, you know, humorous or or outrageous stuff, a la you know, like I said, kind of you know, not American pieish, but bordering on that, even though it's a serious movie because they're 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 doing it for a reason, not just for laughs. Right. They're doing it to show. Um, 
to build up what kind of guy he is, what kind of people that he's meeting and this and that. But there, the, then it, it, it comes to a point. And after this, this one point, I mean, I'm, I, that's what saved it for me from being just a, uh, a, a movie that was like a, uh, um, uh, circus sideshow, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at this funny thing! Look at this funny thing! Oh, look at this outrageous thing! Then when it when they establish all that, which is a good part of the movie, and you get down to the nitty gritty, um, you know, it was uh, I I want uh, you know, like I said, I'm not giving anything away, but uh, I literally there were parts of this, and I don't know if it's because of. Uh, also, because of things, you know, empathy and things that have happened right. in your own life and people that you know and everything. But there was there were points in this movie where it was it was almost gut wrenching for me, mm-hmm. and I, and it really kind of you know affected me. And I was like, okay, this is uh, this guy. Um, at first, I thought you know Verhoeven, you know, okay, he's just making a, a this movie like I said, like a like a. Uh, car crash or whatever, and uh, you can't look away. But yeah, when it got to when it when it got down to the nitty gritty, um, it's well worth it. But I mean, you're not sitting there through this movie at all, thinking, "Oh God, you know, I wish they'd get to the good parts." You're sitting in this movie, going, "Oh my God, oh my God." Oh, you'll probably, <laughs> if you watch it, you'll probably take notes yourself, just yeah. so you can tell people about it. But like I said, it gets down to the nitty gritty, and um, and it really has a. Uh, a message and and or not even the message, but um, life. Uh, I, I, like I said, I just don't want to give anything away. But uh, if you watch this movie, uh, it's yeah, like I said. Keep in mind that this is a good movie. It's not just a yeah, a yeah. Uh, like I said, American Pie or something like that. Because it's at the end of this. If the, if at the end of this, something like this would have happened at the end of American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> be like, wait a minute. There might not have been a sequel. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm going to turn it over to you. That's all my notes because, like I said, when you, when you get down – when you get toward the end, uh, you know, it's hard to talk about it with uh, without giving stuff away. Yeah. And and, uh, and I honestly, I don't really have anything to add. I, I kind of put all my thoughts in there too. Uh, you covered everything pretty well. The um, He did have a pretty horrific uh, line. Well, I guess not horrific, but pretty um, – straightforward to the point when uh they're they're in an argument and he even tells her he's like when you die i'll even sell your body to the hospital because <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he just kind of he has a different outlook on life i guess than most people he's going to come across in the movie he he doesn't really have he's a he's a very here and now person he's not one to um like languish in the past he's not one for sentiment really like Mm-hmm. He kind of he doesn't really care about like keeping old things around to remember. He's about experiencing things here and now. And well, but as as you say that, I've never seen a guy that had more shit kept around about like his. Maybe that maybe that maybe she changed him. Yeah, because like I you mean, said, he would just cast aside anything, and then even when he's fucking these girls, I mean, how many guys yeah, when they're they're actually fucking a girl, and after they get done or during it, you know, he pulls out a picture of his ex girlfriend, who's his, uh, well, whatever, uh, his 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 perfect, and she's, you know, the other girls are like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, my breasts don't look like hers or whatever, and he didn't care, you know? yeah. But so it, it changed him. Yeah. Know? So um, so anyway, whatever. But yeah, so I mean, it's, nothing changes me. 
Nothing. So, um, but no, I like this a lot. Howard's really good in it. Um, mm-hmm. He's really good at playing the. He alternates quickly between a heavy and then like a really kind of childish man, like a man child, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the people around him are all annoying at some point or another. Um, he it, it stays well focused on him, and he's you know he he carries the film. Well, and I think too that that uh, uh, when they show them. In being annoying, it's probably amped up because he sees everyone that way. Yeah, so they probably did that, like to so you know, like they're like maybe at one at certain points something really ultra annoying, which you're like, God, that is annoying. In reality, not through his eyes, it was probably almost like nothing that that you and I would just kind of be like, eh, whatever. But I mean, it's just like nails on a chalkboard to him. They're just beneath beneath him or whatever. I don't know, but. Um, this movie. Let me let me get your opinion on this. Uh, I I would say that the chances of this movie being made in America in its entirety, what <laughs> 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 uh, this would be would would this even today would Hollywood put out something like this? They could put out something like it. It would yeah. it would lack all of the. Oh, but I mean, like with the NC seventeen, or you know, would it be at X rated or whatever? No, no, there's no way because um, I mean, yeah, a lot of the comedy show, a ton yeah, of unless stuff. it was independently released. But even like even the movies, like the the shocking stuff, like something about Mary, they didn't go as far as showing his whole dick hanging out of his zipper. You know? Yeah, it was, it was like you know, flesh caught in there. This one. You see the whole fucking cock, <laughs> it's like intertwined in that in, yeah. that, in that zipper. Um, Howard, uh, he he has. I mean, maybe it's the a you know European thing. I don't know, but I mean, there's no. Uh, maybe it's us being jaded to the point where they don't show a lot of things about you know the physical form. But in this movie, it's just like nothing. I mean, it's like he doesn't give a shit. I mean, he's just like you see Howard's cock and nuts. I mean, the only thing they didn't show was an up close picture of like a butthole or 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 they don't don't show women's genitals at all but they uh i mean you know hey have you ever half the movie not uh not to sidetrack or anything but i just wanted to ask you um there's a movie that i'm thinking about watching and i'm not sure and you know you can just yeah whatever it's called dust devil is do you think it's that's worth and no anyway let's move on don't fucking watch Uh, it on instant (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk about that next week jesus christ jesus christ (laughs) so uh we'll we'll go ahead and get into scores i don't want to i don't want to keep just going over scenes so yeah 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 uh hmm scores i haven't thought about a score on this um I thought it was really good. Um, it was you're never bored, um, and like I said, it, it, it seems to be one thing, but then it um, it it, uh, the, it. I guess it was based on a novel. I was thinking Verhoeven, you know, maybe wrote this, but it says uh, yeah. Gerard Soteman and Jan Wolkers. It's a novel. By I'd be them. really interested to see how the uh, how the novel is structured. Mm-hmm. This does the and it's it's always effective in film to start something present day, then show you know you know start start your first fifteen minutes at present day, <laughs> and then you know something is going on, then flash back a couple of years and kind of saw, show what led, leads up to that, and then kind of get, go past the intro scene by the end, and, and you see that a lot in film, and I'm and I'm just curious, I'm always curious how that works in 
in a book because it's you know without that you have a, you have a, you have a two hour span in a film to kind of bring all that together and keep it nice and tight in a book you know that's it, it might be hard to uh, without just saying two years later or this is the date or that or, you know, like that it might be hard to structure that the same way. Mm. Um, wait a minute! You said he was Dutch, and it says here this was made in the Netherlands. <laughs> he, he was he was ne- Nethers. Yeah, you don't know. Anyway, um, I really like this, uh, and um, oh my god, I th- I tell you, I think I'll give it an eight. I th- I there was it it uh, it was just a a good movie all the way around. Um, but like I said, if that last last quarter of the movie hadn't been there, it, it would have went down because uh, not because it wasn't good, but because I wouldn't have thought it, it was, um, uh, I don't know. I want to say a, a serious or whatever, or had it, 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 that really saved it for me and yeah. raised it up like probably from a six point something to an eight. So yeah. I'll give it an eight solid eight. The, um, I guess if I had to complain about anything in the movie at all, it's that there's some um, there's some character shifts that happen uh, that are very abrupt and don't really make sense in the whole scheme of things, um, <laughs> where somebody's behavior just changes. Um, there's, there's a couple people. The mom is one of them, but um, <laughs> I, if if that was handled a little more delicately, I would have given it a higher score. But that's not that doesn't kill it for me or anything like that. I thought this was a really really good movie, and uh, I would I definitely recommend it and watch it again. Um, and like I said, Howard was really good in it, and um, I would I, I give this an eight point two five out of ten, which is one of my higher scores on the show. I think. Yeah, he's um, got star written all over him. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess you know he was a pretty big star before we saw him over here in um, in Blade Runner and then uh, Nighthawks. But uh, yeah, the guy, he just is so charismatic. And, you know, if, if, let me tell you something, people, uh, all you guys out there, if you uh, could for one day uh, have a magic spell where it made you look like Rutger Hauer, you'd be (laughs) for that, for that 24 hour period. I'm, I'm pretty confident you'd be drawing a lot of puss, (laughs) a lot of puss. So yeah, this is a high yeah. recommendation from the uh, the uh, mine foreman here. Um, yeah, yeah, eight, yeah. And eight point two five. Why are so. these notes sticky? <laughs> <laughs> they are. Idea. I don't know. They're orange. Well, I think it's orange crush or, or orange shasta. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah, I saw that big ass can of yeah, shasta. Yeah, that was the, yeah. I, I, one can was enough. I'm about ready to throw the rest of it out. It's too. I'm not used to drinking that super ultra sweet. Oh, you bought a whole sixer of it or something? No, it was a four four okay. pack, but they're 16 ounce cans. Okay. And uh, I thought it would be a treat. It's just like a lot of things when you when you're used to eating healthy, like I eat the you know grilled chicken breasts and and uh, you know grilled fish and stuff like that. And then I get a wild hair that I want to eat a cow. And um, God, then after I eat it, I'm like, ugh. Bleh. Yeah, and then, and on the other hand of the other side of the coin, I'm eating for dinner last night. Fucking uh, wedge of, a wedge of provolone cheese, Will's uh, homemade salami, and a fucking salad that was probably like two weeks old. I ended up getting the shits totally. Last well, that night was, that was me at Horrorhound. I, I guarantee oh you, I'm not. I wasn't used to eating bacon and eating uh, and eggs and shit like that, fried stuff. And I'm oh, it just I, I just know. need to purge it out just, of my system. Yeah, my. Inside 
insides died last night. I, I posted it. On, I posted it on Twitter that I was just killing it, and uh, and uh, you know blew it out. And then all of a sudden, I'm fucking hungry again. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Well, I think that's you the might, second time I've said that this episode too. When I you said I, what what is wrong with me, was that because you posted on Twitter that you that you were shitting? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. You know, I got shitter nation. We should have called our, our group the Butthole Nation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving right eight, along. 8.25, Turks Fruits, good shit. Let's take a break. We'll come back and do, what was the other name of that movie? The other movie? Uh, Is it Flesh Plus Blood or Flesh, flesh yeah, and flesh Blood? I'll we'll just say Flesh and Blood. We'll be right back. Yeah. All right. Are you serious, podcast? Bestofalife.com. Linoleum knife. 35 millimeter hero. Chinstroke versus Pencil. Family movie night. Bloody good horror. Girls on film radio. Night of the Living Podcast. Mail order zombie. Outside the cinema. Popcorn mafia. Perhaps you'd be interested in Gleecast. First time caller podcast. Showshow.podomatic.com. The David Pakman Show. Hello, gentle listeners. I'm Fozzie Bear. There are a lot of podcasts out there, and it's impossible to listen to them all. That's where the podcast podcast comes in. On the Podcast Podcast, we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes, covering everything from movies to television to literature to pop culture and politics. On the Podcast Podcast, you can listen to these guests and decide if you should check out their show or keep on moving. Find us in the iTunes store by searching for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. Beside a singing mountain stream Where the willow grew Where the silver leaf of maple Sparkled in the morning dew I braided twigs of willow Made a string of buckeye beads But flesh and blood needs flesh and blood And you're the one I need Flesh and blood needs flesh and blood And you're the one I need we are back from break. Johnny Cash. Little Johnny Cash. I got an argument with a guy once over whether Johnny Cash was a good singer or not. And now, I'm not saying my argument was on the not. I like his voice. Yeah. Like, technically speaking. Technically know, I mean, speaking. He doesn't have uh, a lot of range. He doesn't. I mean, it's not a beautiful voice. I like baritone, his voice. Deep yeah. Baritone. Anyway. But I, I, no, I love Anyway. Him. Will's gonna kill you. He's gonna come down from Canada. He's gonna cut your balls off, motherfucker. Um, yeah, I like Johnny Cash. I love Johnny Cash. I mean, but you know, technically speaking, fucking like you know, Mel Torme is a good singer. But I like. I was taking a handful of pills and getting stoned with Waylon Jennings, (laughs) and I wrote this song about Buckeye beads. It's like okay, I like he's sitting there talking. I like when these guys are like talking about all this, you know, this nature and all this and that and everything. And in reality, the only thing that they were doing was sitting in a fucking hotel room, just eating pills, you know, eating pills, and just fucking getting stoned, stinking like a fucking scumbag. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's review some flesh and blood. Speaking of flesh and blood, and flesh and blood, and flesh plus blood, and all that shit. Blood. I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you intro the movie here. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Um, flesh and blood. Or it's spelled out flesh plus blood, which I, 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 I think, I, is that supposed to be a cross? 
like a, a mm, biblical, oh, you know, yeah. a Christian thing. Christian thing? What is <laughs> Christian Bale? You're very unprofessional. Anyway, a band of medieval mercenaries takes revenge on a noble lord who decides not to pay them by kidnapping the betrothed of the noble son. As the plague and welfare cut a swath of destruction through the land, the mercenaries hole. They hole up. They hole up in a castle and wait their fate. I'm going to go hoe up over here with some chicken and some cheese, daddy-o. And uh, I'm going to get out of your way and let you handle this fucking turd. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we know Zom's thoughts on this one already. <laughs> um, this, oh, is a, this is a 1985 film also directed by Paul Verhoeven, also starring Rutger Hauer <laughs> and suggested by the girls on film. Uh, we also have some uh, Jennifer Jason Lee and say, uh, some uh, Brian since, James appears in here. Since they haven't put a show out in like 55 years, should we even say Girls on Film anymore? I don't Yeah, whatever. The, the, you know, they put out some show. I think it's Spanish. I heard and, they were, uh, but, you know, I don't see anything, any byproduct. Either that or the dog lapped it up. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Um, I didn't really recognize much anybody else in this. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee again, um, the female lead in the movie is naked half the fucking movie, um, and she makes me feel weird because she looks so young that I kind of don't feel right about looking at her nude. She's <laughs> um, very. Uh, I mean, how old, how old do you think she was? In she this? was born in. Uh, she was in her mid twenties. I'm pretty sure she was born in sixty two. So she was twenty four or so. She never turned my crank. Yeah, um, never did. I, I, uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. She's um, she's a plain Jane, I guess you could say. Not saying that I wouldn't do her. You <laughs> Not know? saying that at all. No, nope, 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 nope. She's got a weird smile. She just—I don't know. Like a weird, like kind of like, like slightly gappy, like kind of like her lips disappear when she smiles. Yeah, okay. man. Um, so this is a, a medieval type. I guess it's a fantasy movie, even though it, there's nothing really fanciful in it. There's no, you know, there's nothing. no creatures, monsters, or anything like that. Um, and not to spoil my review too, but there's there's almost too? there's almost good in this film quite a few times, but it kind of misses the mark a lot. I thought. Um, because there's some cool stuff they could have done with like religion versus science, and there's some cool stuff they could have done with the this kind of almost love triangle that forms, and the fact that they're dealing with the plague as the overall theme, and um, which I actually read up about the plague afterwards and how they're like you know there's hard to find DNA of the time, and that uh, there's there's belief that the plague might have been like several different diseases and that it might not have been just one thing. And uh, well, I got to tell you something, daddy. Oh, um, this is the second movie that we've reviewed that has Rutger Hauer and the plague in it. 
And if this one would have had the plague from Hobo with a shotgun in it, <laughs> it would have been fucking way better. <laughs> it would have fit too. The fucking plague wearing his armor and shit. That would have been especially awesome. with the fucking octopus. Um, so I really liked the uh, the a religious <laughs> stuff that <laughs> that goes on in the. <laughs> God, I love that octopus. That was the most amazing thing. <laughs> um, but I love the a religious stuff in it, and it's like. It, it hops back and forth, and the, this is where the movie suffers the most, I think. And, uh, and it's my last note, actually, that I even took. I said, I'm not sure if it's the writing, <laughs> directing, or just me. I'm just really not sure who I'm supposed to root for in the story because it everybody changes constantly in the movie. Um, and I'm, you never get say, a – what's that? Well, if that's the last note that you have, the show <laughs> may not be – as, as well, no, I just skipped yeah. to my last note to start off just because it when you said that it reminded me. Oh, it's not the last note you have, it's just the, it's the last, last note, note I wrote. Yeah, oh, I thought you meant that's all you had because everybody, it's like I never know who to root for in the movie, and, and everybody constantly changes because when it starts off, um, you know, the it starts off with a, it's a pretty cool scene, they're do, they're kind of just sieging this town, and um, it's uh, there's a guy, a, a priest who. I don't remember who he's who plays him. Um, I didn't James Earl Jones. Him. What's that? James Earl Jones. It's James Earl Jones, uh, but he's very white. And um, oh, what uh, is that a racist thing? Because we we haven't had anything yet. Sure, why not? We'll call nope. it racist. But uh, he's you know these guys are getting ready to run in, probably just to die. And Wait a minute, we haven't had anything yet on the air. <laughs> right. You don't hear our stuff off the air. Okay, um, good. Sorry. At least I hope so. Um, and, but then you know he gets to Howard. He's you know he's having everybody take communion, and then Howard just fucking just munches on communion wafers, which I thought was pretty funny. He just he's hungry. <laughs> he's hungry, and it's, I have a funny story. I actually um, went to uh, a church service with a friend of mine when I was I don't know I was maybe like fourteen. We had spent the night at his house, and his parents were always weird because we would stay over there, and it's like you know when you went to go hang out with your friends when you're thirteen, fourteen. You know, you'd wanted to stay up late and watch dirty movies or fucking whatever and play video games. Whack off. Just every once in a while would just like all of a sudden freak out and like at 11 o'clock, like, why aren't you asleep? They would just yell and like make us turn the lights out. It was really bizarre, but they actually made us go to church one time. Nice. And uh, I don't know if it was a. I don't know if it was a Catholic church or not. I know that we we had to get down like they had like a little padded bench behind all the pews where you we, you'd get down on your knees every once in a while for certain prayer points. And there was this really bizarre like old lady twin like tw- twin sisters that drove this giant truck. They needed a ladder to get in. And um, well, the, my friend's brother, younger brother, we had did the communion thing, and I didn't fucking know. I'm like, I'm lucky they didn't see me, but. Um, the the guy you know you go up in line and the uh, and the guy would put the wafer on your tongue or whatever and I think I think I chewed it or whatever which you're not supposed to do I think you're supposed to just let it sit in your mouth well his bro- younger brother took it in his hand and carried it back to the pew and these old ladies freaked out and they came back there like you should be ashamed of yourself like yelling in the middle of church um, you should you should have turned around and said you should be ashamed a grown man putting things in a little boy's mouth and then chastising him for not chewing. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know about all of that then, so Fucking I just thought it was really bags. weird. That they, what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to even go into that. I just oh, that is so. Uh, whatever. Yeah, let's so. let's continue. Well, so I thought that was funny, and then uh, like that shit. And then the you know the the guys the the main guy who's. I guess the the money behind the siege. He wants the town back. He uh, his son wants to kind of go in and 
experience this too. And this son, that this is one of those characters I was torn on because at times I thought he was pretty cool. Like he's kind of a scientist. This is guy's played by Tom uh, Burlinson. And uh, at times I'm like, okay, he's pretty cool. He's a scientist. and But he got, he wore some ridiculously awful clothes, like puffy shirts and shit that just looked ridiculous. And But then at other times I'm just like, God, he's annoying. I hope they fucking just chop his head off. Um, but he, he wants to go in and kind of experience this fight. And his dad just like, you know, fighting's for fools, which that's another thing they could have like explored more is the difference, you know, this kind of back and forth between science and, and brutality and religion and all this stuff. But it doesn't really do a whole good job at that. Um, and the, I, I watched this right after I finished Turk's Fruits. And it's weird how quickly my brain can become accustomed to certain things. I was just expecting every woman that strolled by in this movie to show her tits. <laughs> and I was waiting to see Howard's cock, too, actually. So I don't know. He, he actually doesn't show it. He has a giant cod piece it's in it. For kind of bullshit. Yeah, it was fucking yeah. lame. Um, we and, want cock. And the I don't know. Who, I don't, <laughs> we want cock. We okay. The uh, the chick that there's a chick that kind of is. I guess she's friends. She kind of travels with this group. She's pregnant at the beginning. She sells liquor. Um, she is fucking scary looking. <laughs> I don't know, she. That's a Susan Tyrell. Susan Tyrell. Um, yeah, she was in a Fat City. I mean, she's awesome. I mean, she wasn't as awesome in this movie, but yeah. God, if you ever see Fat City, Jesus Christ, with uh, Jeff Bridges and Stacey Keach, she fucking, I think she got a uh, an Oscar for that. Very possible. She, she's fantastic. Yeah, and she was not afraid to look gross in this movie. Oh, she, she's just, oh, yeah. She's Ugh. disgusting. I just said pregnant lady is kind of scary looking. Um, and then, so, you know, you get you get a sense that Howard's not really... <clears throat> all that religious after he munches the communion wafers, but then all of a sudden he's a, we find he's a member of this group of religious fanatics. So I don't know if he was just going along with it. Um, he's kind of back and forth in the movie. Um, yeah, here's where I said, Steven likes some puffy sleeves. That's the, the Tom Burleson character. Jennifer Jason Lee has some puffy nipples. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, basically, you know, that Steven is the son of the, I guess he's a Royal, t- Royal something or other. I don't know yeah. exactly, but, um, Twat. They uh, they promise him a marriage to Jennifer Jason Lee's character, who's also a, she's a daughter of some rich dude, and uh, they um, you know just a, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> I don't think the uh, thing didn't pick that up. <laughs> no, I didn't pick up anything. Well, I might have. I picked up <laughs> 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 Seriously, that was that was, that was my uh, physical critique. <laughs> Um, they, uh, <laughs> and of course, in medieval medieval style, they kind of fall in love with each other with each, with each other without even knowing each other. Um, but there's a, kind of an interesting scene where um, she's like running off and looking as she finds these two hanging, rotting corpses, and apparently, like the the what was the name of the root? The man, the Yohimbe. <laughs> yes, the no the um, and they had they had the root in the movie. Um, God damn it! I don't even have any idea what you're talking about right now. I must have paid too much attention. I believe in a thing called love. Just a, the, the root that's shaped like a like a man, and they they did it in in um, the Pan's Labyrinth. Also, they she where she put that root in a a, a tray of milk. 
God damn it. Anyway, the basically she has this belief that, um, and it's a kind of a, a another a religious thing that if you eat this root that grows under corpses, that you'll when you eat it with somebody, you'll fall in love with them. And you know he's basically tell the scientific minded Stevens telling her you know that's horse shit. So, uh, but it was pretty weird when they both eat this dirty root. They don't even wipe it off, and they fucking just kiss under these corpses. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> How is this romantic at all? They have dirty well, lips, and they're just hanging. It's got to smell awful. Think. It's shaped like a man's member. And how many women do you know that wipe off a man's member before they eat it? <laughs> it's a dirty root in itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the uh, ATM, a, and this is like I got to appreciate the, what what kind of helped this movie too. There's not there's not a lot of directors that like unlike like Verhoeven that would uh, have some certain things <laughs> left in the film as far as. This is really what I, I saw him in this. the The dad, the um, Stephen's dad, he uh, he gets hit at some point in a fight. I don't remember exactly what happens. It's, it's I think it's after they got kid uh, uh, kind of ambushed on the road by Howard's group, and but he's kind of like he still wants to ride around on his horse, and he's kind of propped up by this. <laughs> wooden scaffold and it's a really great effect i thought with him riding around he's fucking just like falling apart but there's they have this just tower built around him on the horse so he can sit up he's just blurred leaning over and um so we might need the scaffolding like that at the next whorehound we might need the scaffolding like that to finish this fucking review Um, (laughs) (laughs) um so but how are you know uh howard's group they become this rogue thing after they're kind of turned on after they've uh captured the city and the the royalty guy is just like you know what fuck these guys i want all the riches after all and they make the leader of them kind of give all their shit back and you know they're not happy about it and that's when they find this saint martin statue and just fo- start following it. they in this they're, they're in this really rainy muddy just ruin of a building and um they kind of form their group based like the the priest that was given the communion earlier has become their leader or second in command, I guess. And they find this weird statue underground after they bury this baby, this stillborn child. And, um, that was some burial. Yeah. They just throw him in a fucking muddy, muddy puddle. And they find this St. Martin statue that has a sword pointed out and they start, they just tie it to the front of a cart and just start following the sword wherever it goes. And, um, but they, uh, they 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 end up coming across the family as they're going to meet Jennifer Jason Lee's family and steal everything and um the including the cards but Jennifer Jason Lee's hiding out and this is kind of how this is kind of finally where the story starts moving along after we've introduced all the you know scientific Stephen Jennifer Jason Lee who's I don't know she's a little dirty she likes to watch her maiden get nailed in the bushes yeah <laughs> and um and then you know she orders her to fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, "Oh, you're my, you're my maid. You, you have to do what I say. So go bang this dude while I watch." And um, another, <laughs> another Verhoeven uh, touch, I think, that wouldn't be with most directors. Um, <laughs> so they find Jennifer Jason Lee. She does not. She does not get out. She just hides under blankets or whatever. And this, you know, this bandit group finds her. And this scene, I think, is probably <laughs> this is, has to be what this movie's got to be remembered for. Uh has to be one of the weirdest rape scenes I've ever seen in a film. Um, 
That wasn't a porno. That wasn't a porno. This was highly choreographed. (laughs) I've showed this to several people now. I carried this movie around on my iPad for a couple weeks. (laughs) I was like, you got to see this. And I don't want to give anything away from it uh, because it's, I think it's better left. Just, you might even be able to, I don't know, maybe you might be able to find part of it on YouTube, but, um, there's some shocking stuff. I'd say you don't see a lot of in the way of nudity, but, uh, you know, I can say that Howard is the one performing, but he has some help from everyone. And, uh, he actually gets spit from people, which was, I was like, wow, that that is filthy. That's even beyond me. I did not like that. He was going in for it and he just like spit. It just holds I don't mind up. spit, but it's going to be my spit or the chick's spit, not <laughs> my goddamn buddy who's rubbing some snuff spit. That was gross. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. That was gross. Um, and and there's some, you know, there's some decent shots. There's some decently shot action. I mean, there's you know, Howard. They uh, Howard. You get the you get this the the feeling as the movie goes on that he's not really in on the whole religious thing. And again, like I said, it just goes back and forth. But um, he kind of sees this castle. <laughs> And it's a similar character, I guess, where he just kind of wants to fly by the seat of his pants as opposed to be predetermined to do whatever. And um, so he kind of like bumps the statue of St. Martin to point towards this castle they're riding by. And he's like, yep, I want this. Let's go do this. And, you know, there's a pretty neat scene where they're it's a small group of people, but they want to siege this castle. It's in the middle of nowhere. And they go down through the fire and he just fucking falls into the fire. And there's a cool tracking shot where he's kind of running down this hallway with his, his arm is still on fire. And I thought that was pretty cool. So, um, and you got to think, I mean, they've obviously worked together, known each other for a while, but Verhoeven just probably just likes to give Howard these random things to act around. Um, they're eating dinner and <laughs> he has an, there's an octopus. It's like, why would you have a fucking octopus in the middle of the English countryside or wherever the hell they are? <laughs> like, the plague be on the dinner table. And, it's uh, from the plague. This is from the the octopus is from the plague, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, from the <laughs> yes. The plague yeah. <laughs> cree, cree, cree. Uh the um so yeah, you gotta think they, they probably just give Howard random things to act around sometimes just because he's kind of he's so charismatic and they're like, well, let's see what he'll fucking do with this. Just throw an octopus out there. <laughs> um and uh there's uh I don't remember who said it. I've got this thing written down that said a sin is not a sin if no one sees it. Mm. And I was like, nice. Is that how that works? I was like, that must be how the Catholic Church gets away with it. Um, Whoa, back <laughs> off, buddy. Back off. That's that's dangerous territory. And state. And what, um, what? I, <laughs> yeah, for real. And I don't know. I don't know if ta- if Rugger Howard just had a. Does he have a tattoo on his arm? Because it, it there was there a couple. T- you saw it a couple times. He has a tattoo on his shoulder. I don't know oh, if it was not, put there for the film. Yeah, because not in real life. Because I mean, unless they cover it up in Blade Runner, and I mean, he's shirtless in that quite a bit, and <clears throat> I never saw a tattoo. Okay, so I didn't know what it was. I, I saw it, and I was like, I wonder what that. I didn't know if it was like a real, a real thing, or if it was just put there for the movie. I couldn't tell what it was, but you see it a couple times, and uh, they're they're holding up in this in this castle, and that's you know, kind of the back and there's some cool back and forth that goes on with. Uh, with Jennifer Jason Lee's character where it's like, is she with, is she, you know, happy to be there? Is she not? And, um, and another thing that kind of helps this movie from being a total train wreck is, you know, that when I mentioned Verhoeven earlier, so not many people could do the same thing he did. And it's amazing to me that a movie like this got a, 
it doesn't seem like a theatrical movie. Like this movie kind of movie wouldn't be made anymore. <coughs> but um, I'm glad he didn't fuck around when it comes to gore. It's like you know you see a dude's arm just laying on the ground. You see boils getting sliced open. You know the hanging corpses mm-hmm. earlier, and uh, you know dudes getting shot with arrows. And like you know the I think the Stephen gets shot in the hand with an arrow and. Um, and then the you know the the pieces of dog that play a part, um, I thought that you know it at least helped things. It maybe didn't save the movie for me, but you know it at least helped help things move along. Um, you know, the movie I think was too long. Um, There's some good parts, some things that needed to be explored further, but um, I got I I do have to I do wonder one thing after seeing it is that. Does after seeing this and the other one, I think does does Paul Verhoeven have a problem with women? And I was trying to think of other movies of his that I've seen. Robocop, not so much, but you know, like Showgirls. I don't know how empowered or if that's supposed to be demeaning. Um, but does he, what was that? Very like uh, um, I don't know if I know what you're saying. I don't know if he's uh, misogynistic or if he's commenting on. Me. Yeah, because I mean, you you know, you, in the previous in in Turks Fruits, you get you definitely get a sense of this one particular chick after the film, and then in this one, um, I, I go back and forth with rooting for or confused about you know Howard and the guy that played Stephen, um, but by the end of the movie, Jennifer Jason Lee is like, what the fuck? Like, they they really don't. She's really not painted in the best of lights by the end of the film, and after she's been brutalized and everything, it's like, am I supposed to think she's, you know, having comeuppance or getting her comeuppance or is she, um, is she just, you know, <laughs> is that that's how he <coughs> women like has that problem? I don't know. I don't know. So I, I just wanted to see if maybe you thought you got that feeling at all. And, and maybe you even th- talked about any of his other films where I thought she got what she deserved. <laughs> so, um, you know, you get to see her naked a lot. I guess that's cool. And, uh, the, um, there's some entertaining stuff with Howard, but he's not as over the top as I would have liked. Um, he's definitely, again, the centerpiece of the film. Um, and for being over two hours long, it really should have had more of him in it and less of this Steven guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, Oh, and I really liked the, uh, the siege device that they use. I thought that was really cool, this like weird tank thing um, that with a big giant ladder on top. I thought that was a neat neat thing, too. And, you know... Decent action, but you know, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you throw in some uh, thoughts here. I saw this when I was uh, okay. When when Blade Runner first came out, and nobody knew who Rutger Hauer was, and we saw Blade Runner. Of course, we were all in love with Harrison Ford at the time because of uh, Star Wars. And um, so went to see this. Uh, went to see Blade Runner. And was like, oh my god, you know, it's so good. And this fucking guy, you know, this blonde hair guy. Well, you know, and it was almost like a with, with me with Dennis Hopper or other guys where I would see him in something and then just want to seek out everything that they were in. Yeah. So I was going to the video store and getting like every VHS tape I could find with Rutger Hauer. And and right after, you know, Blade Runner, <laughs> it, he was seemed like he was in a ton of stuff. Because it was like, you know, they were giving him this huge push. Right. And I remember seeing this movie. My friend Jim and I were like, oh, you know, this guy's so cool. So we rented this movie and we're thinking, you know, oh, look at the, the box cover. It's going to have, uh, you know, sword fights and, and uh, you know, hacking and killing and uh, all this and that. And, everything. and I remember 
having the same reaction then as I have now watching it. And I thought when when uh, the the ladies from Girls on Film suggested this one, I thought, well, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen this. When I saw it, I was probably a uh, maybe a freshman or sophomore in college, and um, I, you know, maybe I'll think differently and i didn't i i uh i i just was so i mean exactly the same feelings i it was just like so it was just blah yeah. I, I mean i i i expected you know this charismatic you know hower and even if, if <clears throat> you can take the the basic concept of the young guy who is a man of you know rational thought and deductive reasoning and stuff like that against this kind of uh, – and he's kind of a nerdy guy uh, uh, of, of the elitist class or whatever. And then have Rutger Hauer be the brutish, uh, athletic, uh, roguish or you know whatever guy uh, and have that concept and the girl in between. And make a, a hell of a movie in this time and everything, but they, it just falls so flat in so many ways for me. Um, and I, I think that I think what I, you know what I was touching on earlier it's that the maybe it's the tone or whatever, but the the character development's just bizarre in it, and that you don't yeah. you you never know who to get behind, which can be good thing if you're you know if you're always on your toes, but in this case mm-hmm. it's just like. It kind of leaves you not caring about anybody because you're just like, okay, he was cool before, and now I'm just like, ugh. And then, you know, same with Steven. It's like at times you're like, okay, Steven's like, you know, this religious shit is dumb. I know this is, you know, it's about science. You know, don't don't bleed this dude for to cure this. You need to slice the boils. Yeah. And then the idiot uh, doctor's like, you know, I won't do that atheist shit or, you know, Muslim shit. <laughs> yeah, there because, Muslim shit. Yeah. Um, uh, we actually have the uh, a uh, I can't remember if you said this or not the the one guy says I'm getting too old for this game which is the the I'm getting too old for this shit thing that everybody says in every fucking movie if they're old. Um, uh, Are you getting too old for this review? Yeah, um, <laughs> it seems to me like it, it, with with uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, you know, of course, she's she's being held back by what she's supposed to be, but then you know she 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 wants to go out and and get the living shit screwed out of her by some hot dude, you know, yeah. and and she wants to 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 fuck, but she's supposed to be chased and everything. Um, I think that she would have been quite um, uh, okay with uh, everybody kind of holding her while Ricker Howard banged the shit out of her. Except when he was done, he was like, okay, everybody else take her too. Um, so that might have, you know, put a, but who knows? I mean, she might have even been like, ooh, after that, you know? Yeah. Um, and of course, like, that's what I'm saying. That's another thing that w- leaves me wondering, like, what does Verhoeven really think about women? Does he have a problem? Like, I mean, because, uh, you know, he, that's the classic. He knows thing. them for how they are. That's the classic, you know, the classic <laughs> thing, like the seven, in 70, <laughs> in 70s exploitation. It's like, or or even like uh, it makes me think of um of uh, 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 uh the what's the samurai film where it's kind of like a black exploitation samurai film uh, there's three of them Ugh, I'm so bad with names a lot so much where basically his, me- his means of interrogation is to have sex with these chicks with his giant cock and then 
you know, it's it's obviously rape, but then they're all like, wait, no, no, don't stop. It's that kind of thing. You know, it's like the Fuck, women- what is that? <laughs> I don't spend too much time thinking about it, but now that you said that, I, I know that Johnny Wad did that in the – or John Holmes did that in the Johnny Wad things where he'd be like, okay, bitch, you're going to talk. And she's like, I'm not going to talk. And he gets you all talk. And then he gets on top of her takes out his giant dong and starts banging her. And she's like, oh, my God, whatever you want. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. like, I, and it, I even got the gentleman to review this. <laughs> one of the first one. Yeah, uh, I remember that. And I remember like even thinking when I listened to that review, okay, maybe I'm missing something. And uh, uh, Anyway, uh, you get to see Rutger Hauer in a uh, – it's not even a thong. It's a, just, just the G-string. Uh, he has on like the uh, the ball holder with the string mm-hmm. going up the crack of his ass. Okay, there was one part in this, and it was on the VHS box on the back that I was like, I've got to see this. This was why I thought it was going to be so good. It almost looked like Rutger Hauer and the young guy were having a dog collar match a la uh, Michael P.S. Hayes and Junkyard Dog, mm-hmm. Roddy Piper and Greg Valentine uh, because they, they have like these uh, the one guy has like this collar around his neck with his chain and him and Rutger Hauer are fighting and Rutger Hauer's behind him has the chain. I thought, God, this is like, they're having like a fucking dog collar match. This is going to be so cool. And I'm like, hey. um, it's inevitable. Hanzo the razor. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> that's, that's black exploitation. No, it's not, but it's done. It has like a funk score. It's a song. Oh, that's, film. that's what, that's what threw me off when you said, uh, when you said the black exploitation, I kept thinking Dolomite or something. No, no, Cause no. He it's could, kinda, he it's could kind of dumb like that, though. Yeah. Um, what do you mean, dumb? Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I, I don't even have – I didn't even have – if you – I double-spaced and had <laughs> like one page of notes and they're not even like – there was just nothing to – you you well put it put it this way you covered most of everything with the giant tank like monolith thing yeah, that they yeah. used and some of those inventions and and some of the ways that the guy was using his brain but you needed you really needed uh, I hate to say it but you needed Howard and or the guy to be one way or the other. You needed Howard to be – it would have been much better if Howard – Howard, Howard. <laughs> if Howard would have been a total bastard heel yep. the entire time and just been like you hated his fucking guts. And then the guy triumphs over him. Or uh, if Howard was going to be this charismatic roguish guy, have the the other guy be like a, a, a fucking – you know. G- g- I don't know, like a pompous ass, like yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. Ponce de Leon or something like that, just a real douche. Uh, by it was just wishy washy in the middle, yep. and 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 I think it was almost like Verhoeven wanted to go for like uh, keeping it like that the whole time mm-hmm. because, and I'm not want to don't want to give anything away, but the ending, um, it was like this devil may care roguish kind of uh, Burt Lancaster pirate movie ending. Um, and I was like, eh, you know, it just was like a fart in a windstorm for me. <laughs> All right. So I guess we can rate it. We won't, we won't uh, keep going on. So um, yeah, the Howard's okay. in it. I mean, he is, he is who he is. I mean, uh, but you don't, you're not going to get a blade runner or even Turks fruits uh, type Howard here. Um, you get to see Jennifer Jason Lee naked. If that floats your boat, you get to see her naked quite a bit. 
Um, I'd say the movie's worth seeing if just for the crazy rape scene alone, uh, which is that's I, I, I'm kind of embarrassed that just came out of my mouth, but it's true. Um, <laughs> it's it's pretty <laughs> unique. Um, but it's a I don't know it's a forgettable movie. Otherwise, um, it had some decent gore and stuff, but I don't plan on ever revisiting this. Uh, I'd give it a slightly better than average, if only for the center of the movie, uh, five point two five out of ten. Yeah, I think it was it was an average movie. Uh, all the characters were average. Everything about it was average. I will give it a five. And Jennifer Jason Lee, I was just actually looking on IMDb of a picture of her and Howard. She just is. She looks like a. I mean, she just looks like some girl that was in high school that was cute, but not anybody that you'd and she looks like a kid to me so she doesn't do anything for me and Howard has a cod piece with like i don't know it's i'm more looking at his cod piece than i am at her yeah so if that tells you anything the the total frame is just his pelvis and he just opens up his cod piece and yeah anyway Anyway. yeah it's kind of like eh, the uh, the fact that we spent more time on it than than i would have and when you said (laughs) i won't be revisiting this um I wouldn't have revisited this, but I had to because Emily was groveling at Horror Hound that they had picked two movies. <laughs> we really did. We really did. Some. I swear. I swear to God. I swear to God. We really did. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, girls. We enjoyed parts, but you know. yeah, you 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 you're batting uh, five hundred because the first one I really I really really liked, and I will watch it again. This one, man, it was a turd. And I know the girls on film <laughs> podcast likes uh, like every movie they they review uh, has some semblance of rape in it, and maybe that's what they were going for there. But mm-mm-mm. wasn't enough to carry the movie. If the movie was an hour and a half. Or if it would have starred the Honky Tonk Man and Jerry Lawler was – like the Honky Tonk Man was the good guy and Jerry Lawler was the guy that was molesting the 13-year-old girl, then Honky Tonk Man, that would have been good. you know. Honky Tonk Man. Or even Jeff Jarrett. Them motherfuckers. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Let me tell you about that prick between him and Iron Sheik, the uh. best – they need to they need to make an Iron Sheik and Honky Tonk Man uh, tag team shoot interview. That would be Dude, incredible. They have a it's Iron Sheik, Castro Facetti, Iron Sheik, Honky Tonk, and New Jack, and they're all in the same shoot interview in a hotel room, and they're all drunker than they shit. Had that. Yes, they Holy pull their shit. pants down. They pull their pants down and moon the fucking camera. They talk about Chris Benoit. You motherfucker! You son of a bitch! I need to she find this. Start- Is that on RF video? It's RF video. I'm almost 100. percent And there, and look on look on YouTube, and uh, you'll find clips of it. Because even in the newest honky tonk shoot interview he talks they ask him about making that shoot and how how drunk they were and everything. Wow, I need to see this, dude. <laughs> that, that, uh, we, that's what we should review oh my god let's just fucking review honky talk man shoot interviews they got, he's done like 50 I think he, is, he just doesn't give a shit anymore <laughs> he's sober though now I think he's kind of straightened up a little here it is okay. Just uh, uh, I'll send you the link to the whole thing okay uh, well, this, um, yeah. what were we talking about we again talking about this in the air yeah. honky talk man oh, god right. damn it. Five, five point two five. Let's get to some not. feedback and end this yeah. fucking train wreck. Two weeks of fucking hell. <laughs> we'll be right back. Good. This is a great junk film from the Girls on Film Radio. 
are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the girls on film radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com on film girls on film no really dumb girls on film we picked two movies we watch no, your movies you're batting 500 Keith Hernandez rules you're still Hall of Fame um so yeah we're back from break uh I think that's the same cricket sound that, that we used to the one that's in their promo <laughs> It's the same cricket, I can tell. It is the exact same cricket. Cleet, cleet, cleet. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do some, uh, some feedbacking as, uh, as we like to do. It's like barebacking. It's like barebacking, but not nearly as fun. Yeah, when you slide that condom off and the girl doesn't even know it. <sighs> Surprise! Stupid hoe. <laughs> uh, so we got three voicemails. I think the fucking being off a week just threw everybody off. I know it threw me off. It was weird not not finishing the show last week. I was left, I was left with a free afternoon just wandering around the house eating walnuts and cheese. And because <laughs> yeah, this usually takes about six hours of our day, <laughs> and it still for some reason is today too. Even though we're only recording half of the show. If we, were, I'm gl- I, but I am glad that we didn't record some of the conversations that we we had off air. Right. Somehow we still stretch this shit out to over two hours. So let's uh, mercifully finish it off. Here's the, first, here's the first uh, first voicemail. Hey guys, it's the Cinemascus Justin Rolfs here. Uh, <laughs> I remember I called in and said I did believe that the world was coming to an end because Loaf had watched three documentaries in one week. When I out the hearing he watched another three in one week, I am not convinced that the world's coming to an end. I'm just convinced that that's not the real Loaf. I believe that the real Loaf got stuck back in Cincinnati over Whorehound Weekend. I'm lost in there, and seeing as he couldn't get back there and help his buddy out, he said he'd just find a replacement until Luke finds his way back home. And now, I can understand that, but I feel bad for the real Luke. He is somewhere in Cincinnati. Now he's still at the airport. For, uh, for a nickel, Fucking feels like it. get something to eat. I think we need to have a search party for Loaf. I say we all get together and we head back down to Cincinnati and we look for the real Loaf. Because this can't be the real Loaf. 
three documentaries and it's a doppelganger two times in a row no 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 no. i can't believe this next year start telling me to start watching jason statham movies Oof, right, i don't no believe it oh yeah what did you do with him Tom? what did you do all right uh i heard him in the butt it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the Zom that kidnapped the real loaf. It was. Uh, it was um, Matsuzaka on the way to the airport. He <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Now we have a life model decoy from uh, uh, Shield that Nick Fury, uh, the white Nick Fury, uh, gave us. <laughs> what? What? Got throwing a little racism there. Fuck Samuel Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm the. Uh, Far more intelligent yet still dummy can't, that can't remember anything. Mandrake root and uh, hands of the razor. Pan's labyrinth. You know, yes, Mandrake. They, they, they obviously haven't perfected this uh, doppelganger shit yet. So I'm still I think there's there's some other root that you <laughs> that's stifling your brain functions, <laughs> uh, stifling your brain functions, but making Anchorman funny. <laughs> oh my god, the fucking unicorns! All right, next voicemail. <laughs> hey boys, it's Emily. Uh, I'm waiting for the train, so I may have to abruptly hang up soon. Um, or you're just going to hear, which is kind of the sound train makes. Kind of sure, okay. Um, Ron mentioned the first power. Um, whether it was last episode before that, I'm just saying. Um, you know, considering my track record with recommending movies, um, wh- why not watch the first power? As a kid, I used to watch it a lot with my brother for some reason, and um, I think part of my horse fear comes from that movie, because there's a horse something that looks really painful, and it affected me deeply as a kid. Um, oh, and by the way, Blue Diamond Phillips is also a guest star on an old episode of Wandered SVU, where he plays, get this, a child monster and killer. <laughs> hey. uh, I just hope you enjoy the movies of the week. Um, well. I think they're a different film, mm. both have featured Rutger Howard doing his blonde Adonis thing uh enjoy and i'm not getting cut off this is crazy but i'm gonna go anyway bye well now that's see that's what gets me okay she'll fucking call in and she'll get cut off and and just keep calling back and calling back and calling back then she calls in and the goddamn thing doesn't cut her off and she gives the shortest fucking uh, (laughs) smell of all time well she didn't actually make it to a minute with that one so she might have the the cutoff might have been inevitable just she didn't make it that far so i'm thinking that if if uh if rutger hauer uh put on a um a mets uniform that uh, he might get lucky with uh little little m from <laughs> a brick moranis bow tie with the mets uniform. yeah oh yeah baby oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um right. yeah I, I really i don't remember any horse violence in the film do you in what? In, in <laughs> Flesh and Blood. I think that's what we watched. <laughs> um, fuck. Wasn't there? Didn't uh, I? Don't. Uh, I thought the bomb thing was pretty cool. God damn. I. I mean, honest to God, that movie just fucking blow. Right. I mean, I, I watched it too. I'm not even like horse violence. She said horse stomping or something. I don't remember any. Maybe horse. it had something to do with uh, was or was that was she talking about that or was she talking about the first power with uh, Lou Diamond Phillips and uh, <laughs> and what's his name? But anyway, maybe she was talking about when Rutger Howard was fucking Jennifer Jason Lee with his horse cock. Is that horse violence to you, Emily? You fucking weirdo, <laughs> pervert. She, pervert. That, that, what gets me is all right. That's Lou Diamond Phillips. Rachel, yeah, and of course we cheer when she's just child molester. Anyway, um, what's that all about? Next um, Yeah, let's move on. This is just degrading. You know, this is degrading to me. I'll be 
a fool for your loving no more. Oh, God. Fool for your loving no more. Oh, now it's time for the David Coverdale Appreciation Guilt Fan Club to call in once more, <laughs> namely one Metal Mikey, to Silver and Gold Podcast with your Die Hard-esque episode. Now, I, after hearing your anus-waxing story <laughs> from Horror Hound Weekend, Wait, he was there. I now feel like maybe I didn't get the complete experience that I got that weekend. But you know what? It was all was good. He... I spent a lot of time with awesome people, and I, I can't say it enough. I have to second your shout-out to Jacob and Yori for hosting that par excellent barbecue God damn, party. It seems like that so long is ago something now. that will probably live on in my memory until my dying day. Now, next week whew, when I spend I got a lot them. of stuff to talk about. I'm going to get it down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of the barbecue, it should have actually been called the barbecue because, you know, we're all like sexy bitches all up in that joint. But you Especially really Roscoe. like Star Trek Nemesis that much? Um, uh, <laughs> well, I'm guessing it's probably because you haven't really seen the other Next Generation movies. Well, I like the nerd alert here. Nerd. The only real <laughs> Next Generation movie was actually First Contact, at least in my eyes. The rest of them, ugh, good. They're not Dude. very good, to be honest. Tom Hardy, but, Tom oh, Hardy. Well, you know, it is what it is. You talked about Demolition High. There's a few things I wanted to bring up. One, Uzi's kind of like a weapon crush for me. They're not quite the level of an M60, because the M60 is like my absolute... Film, firearm, this love, love some of my lifetime, and everything else kind of pales in comparison. Like probably the flamethrower might be my second choice, but Flamendefa. I was listening to his last review the other day of, for the Andy Sedaris movie, and the, somebody had an M16, and he was so disappointed it wasn't an M16. <laughs> Oi, <laughs> he didn't like the Andy gun fetishists. God. He was more. He was more worried about an M, lack of M60 than as opposed to big, big, big old boobies. I like M80s because you throw them in the pond and they fucking just—they're fun. <laughs> Sorry, here you go, Mikey. Uzis, you know they hold a soft spot. Uzis, in my heart, but they're not Uzis. like you know relationship fodder for firearms. And it's kind of bizarre to mention. Fuck them and Alan leave them, right? And Vic Van Patten or Dyke or you know whatever van you're talking about here. Jean-Claude Van like Patten. casting for people that seemed really nice for macho roles in that film. I mean, I, I, I get it. But also, one more thing. I guess this actually ties in from my final point here. And this is a shout-out to my dear Emily of Girls on Film and Gleecast fame. She brought up the interesting conundrum <laughs> of watching these people that are not really terribly threatening the serial rapists and such on Law & Order SVU. Oh, I thought she, he was well, describing well, himself. Does that mean that <laughs> actually going to throw her lot in for casting me as a serial rapist? <laughs> yes! Law Order yes! SVU. You That'd know, be so awesome. You, okay, just read into that whatever the hell you will. I'm through rambling. I'm tired. I'm going insane. <laughs> you take it easy. Loaf unzom. And I, of course, will look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, Mikey. Thanks. You want to go suffocate a prostitute with a pillow? Yes. Do it. They deserve it. Do it. They don't have uh, souls. It's okay. I got to tell you, um, I 
like that Corey Haim movie better than Flesh and Blood. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. And I'm not kidding. I mean, I, I, when, when he was talking about that, I was like, you know what? I actually jo- enjoyed that more than Flesh. I, it, there, I, it was at least, it, I don't know. They needed, the, they needed the group choreographed rape scene in, in uh, Demolition High. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it could have worked. They could have put that in there. Spit. But it would have been Spit. it would have been them holding Corey Haim while the <laughs> no. yeah no 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 I was the, thinking the, more the one jocks. of like the thirty five year old cheerleaders no the jocks that were like picking on him they like finally subdue him and hold him and the other the one the head jock is like anal raping him Spit. and and he's like fucking faggots. You know, like he said in the movie when he called him faggots, yeah, which, yeah. you know, I thought that was kind of – man, that's still – you know, I guess back in those days, you could just – he's a hero and he says that. I don't know, man. Back in those days. It was like 15 years ago. Yeah, but still, you know, hey, man, it's that Clinton era. Ugh, They'd get away with anything. That damn Clinton. Disgusting time. It was disgusting. Yes, it was just no prosperity or anything. Just lots of cum on blue dresses. Speaking oh. of Emily, um, <laughs> what? 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 All right, that's all the feedback we had. Yeah, that's so, it. You know what? I I I, um, uh, I just want to say about the silver and gold Facebook page. I noticed there's not a lot of action over there today. Uh, we're going to try and get it back to <laughs> normal um, normal. Uh, things uh but uh that's all i want to say about that i I was just going to say to you and i was going to actually say it off air but hey why hide anything um there hasn't been any posts on there all day today everybody's shell-shocked from yesterday (laughs) it was a shell it was a shocking shell anyway let's get to the pleasantries yeah whatever it doesn't fucking matter uh, oh, I uh, I uh, did a uh, to make up for my lack of podcasting uh, last week. I got to do uh, love that uh, album dot uh, blogspot dot com uh, with the magnificent Maurice, and I had a really good time. We reviewed uh, the Who's Quadrophenia, uh, the album, the rock opera, and the uh, the movie, which uh, actually featured. Uh, Sting in one of his uh, probably his first role as Ace Face, the the ultimate mod. Uh, it's uh, pretty good. Uh, he's going to have that up uh, anytime soon. And uh, got to got to talk to him. Uh, he lives in Australia, and actually got to talk to one of our number one fans over there, which is Maurice's thirteen uh, year old son, uh, oh, who told us he did. I mean, he said, you know, he 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 uh, he was just he's a really cool kid, and uh, I'm glad I got to talk to him. It's kind of cool, you know, hearing somebody say, you know, I I really enjoy your you know, your show and all this and that. I'm like, Oh gosh, you know, I actually, it was, it was really cool. And, uh, we had a really good time. I feel a little ashamed now. Well, I think Maurice kind of, uh, kind of, uh, keeps an eye on some of the stuff he listens to. So what is he he just, is he just turning down? This is what the show sounds like. And then we, (laughs) and she went, That's God, if you edited does. our show for a 13-year-old, you could just make one fucking sentence out of it. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, that's a it's a it's a, gonna. That was another one that was in the making that was uh, due to technical difficulties. Uh, we had to redo. Right, right. Um, had a good time though. Uh, Girls on film, action attraction, Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, bringing class to trash since 1977. Um, any fucking buddy else? Who else? Yeah, uh, all, you, all you people. Nah, nobody called in. Fuck them. 
Yeah, f- fuck the, yeah, yeah, fuck just the people guys. that called in. So um, thanks, Emily and Rach, for the picks. And uh, yeah, check yeah, yeah. out if they when they make a new... I've, I've advertised for them two weeks in a row now, but Girls on Film, um, you can find them on iTunes. And, yeah, uh, listen to the back video. shows, too, issues too, or back issues, back the uh, old shows, because uh, I, if, you haven't, if you've never listened to their show, uh, you can go. They still have all their, you know, their past shows on there. And let me tell you something. They're fun to listen to. Yep. It's, it's a good time. They put out, they put out a nice uh, – uh, maybe overlong show like we do. So it's lots fun. of lots of bra talk. Lots talk bra about women buying bras, how they fit, how they cut into a woman. You, you, if you're a guy, you'll you'll learn some things that you may have never thought about, and and learn to appreciate women for for what they are, and not like what we say that they are on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it's uh, G uh, G O F Radio is what you might look for on iTunes to find them uh, easier. And um, yeah, check out Emily's blog at uh, deadlydollshouse.blogspot.com. And I think I said that right. And um, uh, there are her, uh, Erica and Emily's podcast, Gleecast. I'm, I think they're recording right now because I think that show's going on. And I fucking saw yeah, yeah. this depressing. Thing. Uh, sorry, I don't listen to the show because fucking hate Glee. But I saw this depressing. <laughs> I saw uh, this depressing fucking fact that the 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 stat the the crew of Glee has more charted songs than the Beatles. Dude, you are so old. I mean, my God, your age is just showing. <laughs> I mean, really, the Glee fucking cast has more charted songs than the Beatles. We'll leave it at that. That's um, what it goes. Next week, uh, we're doing a little dark comedy double feature. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do another by this guy that looks really familiar, uh, that score, Scorsese guy. Um, we're going to do uh, the Robert De Niro, Jerry Lewis movie, The King of Comedy from 1983. Jerry Lewis. Woo! Jerry Lewis. Wow! <laughs> Then we're going to do a movie we just randomly picked, a Frank Capra movie from 1944 that looks very interesting, um, starring Cary Grant and Priscilla Lane called Arsenic and Old Lace. Because we are classy motherfuckers. We are classy motherfuckers. So, yeah, Arsenic and Old Lace, King of Comedy, next week. Tune in for that. Um, you got anything else for us, Doctor? Uh, 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 flesh and Blood. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Try it out. Let, 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 people that have seen that movie, call me up or call me up. Don't call me up. Don't call this fucking house. I'll report you to the police. Uh, <laughs> call feedback and and convince me why that movie's good. Yep. Because right. I don't get it. So until next week, as usual, this loaf. Oh, 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 before, oh, wait, oh no, not oot. Um, if anybody wants to do this. Um, post pictures on the Silva and Gold Facebook page of your best pubic hair mustache. <laughs> yes, love to see. And that. I might send you a gift if you do. I might. I'm not saying I will. You just do might. it. Do it, Daddy. All, All right. So this is Loaf and his pubic hair mustache. Oot. Zalman <laughs> his pubic hair mustache. Oot. See you guys next week.